morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, Hillary's voice uh, update uh, back to 47%. <laughs> I know. I wish I could say it was because I was out, like, cheering on the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend or mm. partying, but no, it's just laryngitis. Wait, are you you're a Chiefs mm. fan? I am by marriage. My husband's from Kansas, so he's a huge Chiefs fan, and that was actually a really great game, I have to say. And I will say this. We are all Chiefs fans, except for Pat, right now. Uh, I'm dying <laughs> oh for the – I want the Chiefs to win so bad. I'm almost like a legit Chiefs fan at this moment. I really want – I want oh, Andy Reid to win. get a Super Bowl. Well, yeah. you want the Packers, obviously. Yes, I want the Packers to win the Super Bowl, but I want the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. And, and if the if – the, let's just say the off chance the 49ers were to win – Against the Packers, you'd be rooting for the Chiefs. Definitely, right? yeah. I, yeah. I really want the Chiefs. I, yeah. I love Mahomes. I love I, their team is awesome. I Andy really Reed's want Andy a good Reed guy, to get a win. Great coach. Yeah, I want probably the best him. coach without a Super Bowl title. Yeah, I mean, he's probably NFL. a Hall of Famer even without the Super Bowl, but he gets yeah. one and it's automatic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, lots of football talk coming up uh, today on the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, Glenn is out today. We'll get uh, to all the news of the day in just a moment. Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK, phone number. Uh, liberals eating their own. You got to love it. And uh, right now it's happening in the Democrat Party with Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. They're a little upset with each other. Uh, these two good friends for the last 20 years. So who do you believe in this little affair? Uh, this is fascinating. I mean, are you in, first of all, is it, it's debate mania. Are you, are you excited for tonight? Oh man, am I, am I ever excited? Riveted for the six person debate. Can't wait. I'm really interested to just see, I'm just fascinated by Tom Steyer, who's such an electric character. <laughs> Isn't he though? Yeah. You know, Yeah, he is. He's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's on fire. He really is. And that's what I'm excited for tonight. But he's in there. And of course, Warren and, and Biden and, and Sanders are the, the main attractions. This Bernie versus Warren thing that's developed over the past couple of days is fascinating to me. Now, this is mm-hmm. these are two people who have been friends for 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Close allies and pretty much everything they work on. And they had a truce aligned at the beginning of this campaign, which is pretty mm-hmm. shady to me, right? I mean, you go into a, an election basically saying, we're not going to attack each other. We're both these you know, socialists, obviously. In the private meeting, they were saying that they were socialists. In public, Elizabeth Warren denies this, but we all know it to be true. And so they are going to stay aligned and work through the campaign together. Now, everyone knows this has to dissolve at some point, right? Like you can't, they can't be allies and just go in and and they can't be co-victors for the Democratic nomination. One of them actually has to win. And you kind of assume eventually it gets to a point where they're at least critical of each other, which hasn't really happened all that much. So this starts the other day where Warren gets word of Bernie Sanders' underlings using a series of talking points about Warren's uh, appeal to the elite. She's a, she's a candidate of the elite, unlike Bernie Sanders. Now, of course, there's some backing to that. I mean, she worked in the high-level finance, and the, she's not exactly as pure a socialist as our, our friend Bernie. 
and this is apparently now in the United States of America is a bad thing. <laughs> like, you yes, the more- <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst accusation you can level yeah. at a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so and so, the, Warren is very upset about this and comes out publicly and is saying, "I'm very disappointed in Bernie for trashing me in public." Now, Bernie didn't trash her in public. His underlings d- did. And if we hold Bernie Sanders responsible for everything his underlings did, then you'd be talking about how he's responsible for attempted mass murder of all Republicans in the Congress. That's just unfair. You can't hold the Sanders campaign responsible for every little talking point they put out or every attempted mass murder. Those things are unfair. So you can't do that. And it's a little bit ridiculous, right? But they're looking for a way to separate from each other. You know, Warren is looking for a way to differentiate. She's the one on the losing side of this at the most key moment, so she's the one who's the aggressor here. So after this happens, mysteriously, a report gets leaked uh, to CNN, which says at a private dinner in 2018, Bernie Sanders said he didn't believe a woman could win against Donald Trump, did not believe a female candidate could win the presidency uh, because I guess Donald Trump's so mean and evil and, and therefore would use sexism and drive a wedge and, and, and be able to defeat any, any woman. This comes out and Bernie Sanders, of course, immediately denies it. You look at that. And to me, I think, is it possible he said something in that realm? Like, you know, I, there's no way Bernie Sanders is like, by the way, no woman could ever be president. And there's, that's not what he said. That's how it's being portrayed. It's not, I can't imagine he said that. He probably said something to the effect of, you know, all those Republican, all those racists in, and sexists in Pennsylvania and Michigan, they're just not going to go for a woman because they're bad people and we're great progressives. And, you know, this is a strain of thought on the Democratic side. It's why Biden does very well. The idea is that, you know, all, all these these blue collar people can't handle women and people of color. So they're, they, we got to run a white guy. That's a strain of thought that's pretty straight through the Republican Party or excuse me, the Democratic Party. And it's also what fueled the initial birtherism. It's what the the initial memo from the Clinton campaign about birtherism was about. It basically said they're going to everyone's going to see Barack Obama as this other this this person, this foreigner. And we need to stand up on our side and make sure everyone believes that because Hillary Clinton is apple pie America. So then uh, after Bernie denies this claim, Warren comes out yesterday and confirms it. So 100% clear that Elizabeth Warren was the one who leaked it, their campaign. Mm -hmm. And now she comes out and actually confirms it saying uh, that uh, I thought a woman could win. He disagreed. Is the way she said it. But we're still friends, and of course we work together, and I, I don't want to get caught up in any of this. Well, you shouldn't have leaked it then and then confirmed it on the record. right? You could have easily, if you have a mm-hmm. friend of 20 years, denied that he said it or denied he said it in that context, right? And mm-hmm. so I totally, I believe Sanders may have said something. I don't believe it's how Warren is portraying it. But the big takeaway for me here is th- this whole story shows you what a terrible person Elizabeth Warren is. This is a person who you've been aligned with, Bernie Sanders, who you've been friends and close associates for 20 years. And now you're coming out on record and saying he's essentially a sexist three weeks before the election. Yeah, but her point is he started it by calling me an elitist. Yeah, right. (laughs) Which, which again, uh, he hasn't done. Is Sanders guilty of, of, of these under, you know, these weird campaign tactics under the, I think he is. 
and probably is trying but like elitist is something a little bit different than he doesn't believe women are capable of doing these jobs right like essentially mm-hmm. you don't think a woman could win i mean that is an absolute sexist allegation and warren takes out of a private conversation leaks it to the media and then defends it on record hard to imagine there being a more underhanded tactic and it just shows i mean every one of these these candidates they're just awful so bad they're awful but this is a particularly bad one from elizabeth warren i mean she's 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 trashing her buddy you know (laughs) what happened to comrades they're supposed to be tight comrades working together (laughs) for the future victory of the soviet republic and look look at all this it's it's sad it's sad it is Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More coming up in sixty seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. All right. Did you know that our brains are not designed to remember pain accurately? It's kind of a biological defense mechanism that allows us to live better lives. It helps mothers uh, to be willing to under- undergo childbirth more than once, and it was keeps. Yeah, cause, I mean, who would do that? You do it once, and who would do it again? Yeah, luckily, there's just a for- you just forget it. That's the mechanism. It's what keeps you from remembering the uh, the time you fell out of the tree and broke your leg every single time with the full memory of that pain. Best thing about pain, aside from learning from it, is when it goes away. But it doesn't go away for a lot of people. Uh, sometimes it lingers, making life a lot harder. If you're suffering from pain, I mean, you put almost any price on making it go away. Who cares? You just want to make it go away. Well, how does 1995 uh, for a three-week quick start sound? That's what uh, Relief Factor is offering. They've got uh, 70, 70% of people that find... That it helps them get rid of the pain. It was designed by doctors, and it's not a drug. It's it's really the only thing you need to lose is your pain. 1995 for a three-week quick start. You try it. If it works for you, fantastic. 70% it does. If it doesn't, you're only out 1995. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. It's relieffactor.com. This has worked wonders in the life of one Glenn Beck, and it can work wonders for you as well. Relieffactor.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, big debate to, tonight, and um, we lost. Uh, we lost an important cog in this wheel. Um, <laughs> and, you know, these racist Democrats that have ignored yet another minority candidate that they could have voted for. What a bunch of racists. Uh, Cory Booker is out. Only explanation. Him, right? Only explanation is that these are racists who don't want a black person uh, to be president of the United States again. Well, let's just look at the, the, the evidence. Maybe you're you're not thinking about this right. I mean, you got Joe Biden, white. White. Bernie Sanders, white. white. Pete Buttigieg, white. white. Elizabeth Warren, white. Well, white and Native American. Probably whiter than any other American uh, on this continent. Yes. Actually. Yes. <laughs> I think you might be right on that. Um, yes. Amy Klobuchar, <laughs> white. Michael Bloomberg, white. white. Uh, Tom Steyer, White. white. Andrew Yang, there's your person of color left in the race at this point. But he's not in the debate tonight. Not in the debate tonight. Uh, Michael Bennett, white. Uh, and then you have John Delaney, who's still in the race, white. white. And I guess you have to count, you have to go to Deval Patrick now to find an African-American oh, okay. candidate. Okay, who, that's right. There is one there left. There is one left who launched like 
seven minutes ago and has <laughs> never had 1% in any poll, I don't believe. And then you do have Tulsi Gabbard, I guess, who's a POC, but also um, uh, a, a person of color who has been trashed by the Democrats the entire time. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's been enemy number one in the race. So basically, they have uh, they have three minority candidates left, uh, and... One of them has never even ranked in a poll, and the other two are the ones that the Democratic Party has overlooked consistently since the beginning. I mean, Andrew Yang mm-hmm. has outpolled a lot of these candidates and never gets any attention. He's outfundraised a lot of these candidates and never gets any attention. Yeah. Chelsea Gabbard has outpolled a lot of these candidates, doesn't get any attention, and they dismiss them completely. And then Deval Patrick has never had any attention at all. I don't know that I've even heard anybody on CNN mention his name. No. Maybe I'm they, on his they, announcement day. Yeah, maybe. Then, and that, uh, not since, though. Deval Patrick, I've completely forgotten he was even in the race. Yeah, he's not doing anything. He's, there, was a, there was an article about Michael Bennett in a local Colorado media that said, is Michael Bennett still running for president? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that to be the headline no, three weeks ahead of Iowa. Well, what was the answer to that? Uh, is it- undetermined. Okay. Uh, we don't know. I guess he is. He's huh. still staying in there. And I don't understand this, Patty. <laughs> You're Cory Booker, okay? Cory mm-hmm. Booker is a, a relatively well-known national figure, okay? He's in the race. He's not doing anything. He's been a giant zilch since day one. Yep. I mean, never made an impact, despite constant praise from the media. Every one of his debate performances was the greatest debate performance of all time. And he hasn't made a dent in this race. However, you've gone through all of this time... You're three weeks ahead of the vote in Iowa. Three weeks. Why on earth are you dropping out of the race now? Why not sit back and say, look, maybe let's just say Joe Biden flames out. Let's say Mm -hmm. we got this news yesterday that apparently Burisma was hacked. Okay. So let's say emails leak and it shows Joe Biden, you know, sending selfies to the head of Burisma (laughs) to bribe him to give his son more money. I don't know what's going to come out of it. If that happens, that would be fun, though. It would be fun. I don't want to see the pictures, but it would be a fun scandal. If Biden, let's just he drops out, he he completely dissolves. He makes some huge error and drops out three weeks before the race. Where do those votes go? I mean, they probably go to Buttigieg or Klobuchar. But if you're Booker, why wouldn't you want to be in the conversation for those votes? Who knows? You're yeah. already all the way here. I don't understand. Unless you have zero dollars left. Yeah, but unless you just can't go another moment and, to, and you can't pay for it. Uh, I don't know. And I understand that from someone who's like, let's say John Delaney, right? Yeah. Who, who yeah. can't do anything. Cory Booker is a U.S. senator. Cory Booker is on TV all the time. You run the mm-hmm. campaign with no field offices and no knocking on doors. You just go on television 900 times and talk about whatever you can and hope. Yeah. You know, I mean. I, it is a strange time to drop it, out. It's a strange time. The only reason you do it, I think, is if you have some sort of arrangement with one of the candidates or a belief that maybe you're going to be a future VP and that is the talk about Booker, because he's so nondescript. There's no one who's he has no base. He's not the type of person who's going to overshine or outshine the the lead candidate. So does a Joe Biden say, "Hey, you can be my VP"? Does a you know a Bloomberg or um, I mean I don't know maybe a Buttigieg? I don't know who would who else would pick. I don't think a, a Sanders or a Warren. Maybe Warren would. Maybe Might be Warren. smart for Buttigieg since he's got no support. Yeah, exactly. That's a great in, point. In uh, minority communities. <laughs> no. <laughs> Might be a good move for him. Uh, Maybe. I mean, this, there was a poll that came out the other day that was, 
I mean, we, you you made uh, the point of the racist Democrats who will not support their minor, minority candidates. Mm-hmm. And let's it might not be true. That might not be the reason. However, I will say sure there's a lot of <laughs> if it was a Republican, if the Republicans that would be the reason, it completely. would be the reason completely. Right. Yeah. Listen to this poll. This is uh, this just came out the other day. Um, and it's pretty, pretty fascinating talking to African-American, uh, voters. Uh, what would you be comfortable with supporting? Uh, for example, um, you know, a, a person younger than the age of 40. Okay. P- Pete Buttigieg, younger than 40, mm-hmm. uh, 63% say they'd be, uh, comfortable with supporting or enthusiastic about supporting. And, uh, there's 25% that said, I'll have some reservations and only 8% would be very uncomfortable supporting someone under 40 another characteristic of pete Buttigieg is that he's gay how does that play with african-american voters well um instead of eight percent who are very uncomfortable it's 21 percent i mean basically a fifth of all black voters are very uncomfortable supporting a gay man for president that is a gigantic number bigger than any other number of all the questions that they asked Including uh, the second place was a billionaire, by the way. <laughs> that was the second one. Uh, but a white man, a white woman, uh, under than four, younger than 40, older than 70, they don't have any reservations. The reservations are if they are gay. And another 20% wow. have reservations. So 41% of black voters are uncomfortable voting for a gay uh, candidate. That is not a minor uh, that's deal. That's amazing. Wow. That's a big deal if you're Pete Buttigieg. How you yeah. overcome that, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that is that seems to be something that if it was if you found that 41 percent of Republican voters um, were on that, we and I'm sure we will hear that there, you know, there's some poll that shows that. And it's like that will be a big deal if Buttigieg is the nominee. Uh, so far, it hasn't had a lot of press, but I don't know how Buttigieg gets over that hump. It's hard to win the Democratic nomination without support from black voters. Uh, yeah. Maybe that changes, but he's got an wow. uphill road there. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More coming up in 60 seconds. All right, welcome to the new year. Perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. Sometimes finding quality candidates can be challenging. It's hard to find help, uh, good help these days. It's been a kind of a cliche, but it's not just a cliche. It's kind of a reality. Do yourself a favor. Go over to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck today. What you're going to find uh, there is uh, going to be positively revolutionizing to your process, uh, the way you do hiring, and that's going to be good for your business. ZipRecruiter sends your job uh, to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't just stop there. It's not just a multi-post operation. With their powerful matching technology, they scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post with them get a quality candidate within the first day. Right now, try ZipRecruiter for free at uh, ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck is the place to go. It's the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Wow. Uh, So, you know, obviously hacking is a terrible thing and we don't condone it but i'm sure fascinated to find out what these uh, russian hackers found when they successfully hacked into burisma uh are you not 
curious? Oh, would well, you not I'm... like to know what they came up with? Again, I'm with you on this. This is not uh, the way Just to so get so wrong. I mean, look, the Russian stop. Don't. <laughs> I mean, look, the Russian government <laughs> is they're not good actors. No, they're not. And no, they I, are not. You're not cheering this stuff on, uh, no. though, you know, we're not going to have a choice here. Uh, it, it seems apparent right. that so this now stuff that is they've done it, up. let's find out what they found. I am. I will be interested to see it because you know this is going to be internal stuff and stuff mm-hmm. that uh, you know, no one would have uh, any any way of accessing. Now, my understanding is it's not entirely certain what they came up with, if anything, really. I know they were trying. They were it was trying just called successful. Scams. They're phishing scams, right? Y- so yes. they got access to some email boxes, but we don't know how many. Right. We don't know of who. We don't know if there's any information whatsoever as it relates to this scam. And there may not be. But there may be. But last time there was. Yeah. You know, last time they did hack into the DNC situation, uh, and they did release thousands of emails. I'm of the belief that it really didn't have much of an effect at all on the election, however. A lot of people like to say that that DNC hack was a big deal. I mean, what did it do? Embarrass Debbie Wasserman Schultz? I mean, I... I, yeah, how can she I, not be embarrassed walking through everyday life? I remember she's, she's always embarrassed. Yeah, I, I I remember talking about. I thought there'd be a lot more. Yeah, I actually and, the, you almost admired the restraint of, yeah. of, of 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 Podesta in some circumstances. I thought, you know, I mean, they mm-hmm. basically there was the one thing where they were sort of favoring Clinton over Sanders. So which, what? First of all, was not the reason she won by four million votes. By the way, over uh, over Sanders, it was not that close of an election. First of all, and second of all, look, everyone knew the Democrats would rather have Clinton than Sanders, and they didn't want to run yeah. a socialist. Uh, you know, that was back in the day when the Democrats wanted to hide the fact that they were socialists. That's no longer the case, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> As you see, uh, Warren and Sanders are basically leading these early states. But still, this was at a point where they wanted to kind of downplay the socialism in the party. But that was about it, right? I mean, I, right. there wasn't much there. I didn't think that that really did anything. This is one of the things I think you know the media likes to do, which is blame it on the hack so that we can say Trump won unfairly. Well, like, Trump just won. I mean, just at some point you need to get over that. He just won. He won the election. You know, it is important for us to look at Russia and what they're doing because they want to turn elections, but they didn't successfully turn this one. This one just happened. Mm -hmm. And just at some point, you have to recognize that, don't you? Yes. At some point, you You, get over this. You would think, but they, I don't know. They never seem to. We'll see. 888-727-BECK. But it will be fascinating to keep an eye on this and uh, see if we ever get any information on the Bidens due to this hack. So 2019, rough year in some ways. Data breaches, hacks, and attacks dotted the cyber landscape as we were just talking about. The victims were all over the place, and they ran the gamut from city and state governments, there were hundreds of them, uh, to hospitals, hotels, and universities, to websites and apps, social media and tech companies, banking and credit giants. This is our world that we live in now, and that's just to name a few. Uh, Cybersecurity experts estimate that less than half of organizations are fully prepared for a cyber attack or data breach. Burisma may want to get on this. You need to understand something. Uh, Breaches aren't going to stop. When cyber criminals have access to your personal information, they can open up new accounts in your name, file tax returns, buy property. The list goes on and on. If you're only monitoring your credit, you could miss something big. That's why you need LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, and their agents work with you to fix them. 
No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% of your first year by using the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com or use the promo code BECK for 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Want to hear more from conservative voices? Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll get $10 off. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Pretty exciting. We're what, two and a half weeks away from the uh, debut of, uh, I don't know, some new show uh, somebody's (laughs) doing. I don't know. What is it called? Stu Does America. Stu Does America. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Featuring Mm -hmm. who? I'm not sure who hosts this okay. program. Uh, yeah, no, a new show starting on The Blaze here in a couple of weeks. I think next week we're going to start with some preview content, and then February 4th, uh, day after the caucuses. Okay. I'll be there for an election-related uh, show, uh, and it's going to be an hour every night. Um, so please uh, subscribe. If you go to stewdoesamerica.com, you can get all the social things to follow. And and the good thing about this, and this is happening, I believe, with your show as well, Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, is you're going to be able to get these episodes now not just uh, with your Blaze TV subscription, but also for free on YouTube. Yeah, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. going to be really. It opens uh, the show up to a couple a whole of new great world. things. You know, we got on Sound uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, um, is that the one, or was it? It was. Um, uh, what's the other one? This MySpace, <laughs> a Friendster. It was, was it? MySpace. It was MySpace. Yeah, we finally got on MySpace. Pat's on MySpace now. Which uh, we're really excited about. Yeah. Um, so My understanding is if you put <laughs> Pat and your top eight friends, uh, you're going to win a prize. Yeah. And it's the- illegal to share it, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, everybody's doing it anyway, so just go ahead. <laughs> um, it's amazing how those things have changed. I mean, oh, there's a incredible. graph I saw the other day of... All the social networks and how they've risen and then, and then fallen, and the MySpace one is just sad. I mean, it peaks, it's destroying all of them, and then just goes away within like two or three years. And the only thing mm-hmm. it's around now for is occasional scandals of photos that were posted on MySpace in the past. Like for example, there was a guy who it was a a judge mm-hmm. on some tattoo related rela- reality show. I, don't, yeah. I know there's a bunch of those. I don't, I, I don't know which one this was exactly, but he'd been a judge on the show for 13 years. Okay, so he's – again, it's amazing the television age that we live in and that shows that could be popular enough to be on the air for 13 years. We have absolutely no knowledge that they exist. <laughs> but apparently this is a pretty big show. And he um, – someone digs up his old MySpace page and finds pictures of him in blackface – Big scandal. He he's uh, he has to resign or gets fired. Fascinating though to watch mm-hmm. that go down because here is a guy who um, there's no evidence that he was a you know some you know, it wasn't like posts where he was praising Nazi ideology or was like he, he was at 14 KKK meetings. Yeah, he he has two pictures of himself on Halloween where he's dressed up as an African American person. 
the same way Joy Behar did the exact same thing, dressed up as uh, uh, mm-hmm. used blackface, mm-hmm. uh, and she's fine and on the view, and there's no problems with it because she's substantially liberal enough. If you're progressive enough, if you like taxes to be high enough. If you want abortion to be easy enough to get, if you want babies to make sure that they don't really have a great chance of survival, that makes it okay to wear blackface. That, yes. That's okay. Yes, it does. So this guy, Pat, is dressed up in blackface. Again, not something, uh, just safety tip, kids at home, not a good idea in basically any circumstance. Okay. <laughs> um, however, he did this and he was dressed up as uh, uh, someone from the Los Angeles Lakers. Interesting because it, it harkens back to mind specifically one Jimmy Kimmel who dressed up as Carl Malone in blackface on national television right. and received no repercussions whatsoever and continues to be a uh, a liberal megastar. But he's, he's, he's great with babies being killed yeah. in the womb. He's fine, he's with, fine that. with that. So that makes the blackface thing, like you said, just perfectly fine. He wants perfectly taxes fine. to be sufficiently high enough. Yep. He wants health care mm-hmm. to be given to you by the government. So therefore, yep. blackface A-OK. It's amazing. And that is the policy. And it's funny because one of the comments, you know, and it was one of these stories, and this drives me crazy, but it's like, Here's here's one the first paragraph are like the very basic details of the story and then it's this Twitter user said and then there's just like 25 comments from random people on Twitter that yeah. I guess the person writing the story found interesting <laughs> instead of writing comments <laughs> themselves they're like let's just sign on copy and paste this on there but the first comment that they thought was so brilliant was well I'm glad this guy's learning the lesson of Justin Trudeau you don't use blackface how what the hell lesson did you- he lo- learn but he's the premier of Canada yeah it's like, He's you know, a prime minister. Yeah, if you use blackface, you can run countries. Is that the lesson he was supposed to learn, or is it that he's Unreal. supposed to, he can learn? You can Unreal. run states, like in Virginia. Yeah, which one yeah. is it? What lesson are you supposed to learn? And of course, what is fundamentally built into this, and of course, the larger perspective is you should be progressive, you should be liberal, because you know what happens when you are, you get excused for all the mistakes you've made in your life. It's a wonderful get-out-of-jail-free card. You'll never have to pay a price for the things you shouldn't have done because if you are sufficiently in favor of government health care, we'll exonerate you. And that is an Mm. incredible free pass to life if you happen to be someone on the left. What a wonderful thing. What a great way to live, man. You never have to deal with, with the arguments of the other side. You just dismiss them as racist. And if you screwed up, if you happen to have a little Me Too violation here, or you had a little bit of a blackface incident there, ah, we don't even talk about it. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. So I don't know what this guy's politics are, but he's ejected from society now. And people like Jimmy Kimmel will remain on television. You know, uh, people like uh, Governor Northam, people like Justin, Justin Trudeau, Trudeau, they maintain everything. Perfectly fine. The liberal left-wing uh, country of Canada goes and supports this guy and reelects him after the scandal. Yeah. Do you think Donald Trump yeah. survives a blackface scandal in 2020? Uh, no. I'm going to go with no. No, he I'm does I'm going to go with no. That's for sure. And, you know, you'd think in, in today's day and age, because, you know, like, for example, Sarah Silverman, who is pretty left and um, has had minor repercussions from her own blackface scandal, she did blackface huh. on television. Why? To parody and mock... And demean racists. That should be looked at as the same thing 
as Justin Trudeau, who just thinks it's A-OK and funny to go out and dress up as someone right. uh, just for the laughs. That's that. Those things should be treated differently. We've just treated them the opposite way. The repercussions have gone to the person who was against racism, and Justin Trudeau skates through okay. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, the, it is a fascinating world to navigate, Pat, because it, you can't find the end. There's no way to know who gets cleared, who gets prosecuted, who whose life gets ruined, mm-hmm. and whose life um, you know gets promoted. And we, a lot of times, it's politics, but not always. I was just looking for the quotes of Justin Trudeau about um, about the airliner being shot down in a, in Iran. Uh, just to add to the Justin Trudeau insanity, uh, he was he's essentially without actually naming Donald Trump, blames it on Donald Trump. Unreal, because of the heightened tension in Iran, the airline was shot down. Those Canadians would be alive who were on that flight today if it weren't for the escalation in tension in the Middle East, which. You know, he's obviously blaming on Donald Trump. I mean, this guy is uh, hes going to make it increasingly difficult to work with Canada, who's, you know, one of, uh, our biggest trade partner, one of our closest allies. And, uh, and he was, first of all, he's pissed off that we didn't alert him to the fact that we were going to drone Qasem Soleimani. Mm. And he's a little upset and, and hurt about that. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, that was you're not nice, exactly. That was nice. That <laughs> yeah. was really nice. I'm not exactly best friends with Donald Trump, so he's probably not going to get in touch with you and uh, run that past you. No, uh, no. And and then for them to be blaming uh, Donald Trump, like all the Democrats, uh, it's just despicable. It's despicable. It's despicable, and they're just. It's just not a good argument at all. Right? I, yeah. It's just not a good argument. This is something the the left struggles with uh, so 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 mightily. The person who commits the crime is the one responsible for it. When Iran right. shoots down an airliner, Iran is responsible for it. Yes, not the United States, not the people who dared to get on the plane. I kept hearing like, I can't believe Iran didn't close down airspace. Well. Closing down airspace would have been a good idea, but really the problem was firing at the planes that were in the airspace. <laughs> right. I, it right. wasn't exactly like a lot of planes came and landed during that period. They didn't have much of a problem. And this plane had taken off two minutes before it was shot down. Unbelievable. I mean, it's really. It really? A, you can't keep track of that? <laughs> Come on. If you can't keep track of it, uh, perhaps no one should be flying into your country, which, yeah. by the way, yeah. another safety tip don't fly to Iran. <laughs> That's a. <laughs> I mean, were you surprised? I was surprised that there were 63 total Canadians in Iran, let alone on one flight. Yeah, I was too. I mean, that's a lot of Canadians to be in Iran. Man, what are they doing there? Uh, has that ever been explained? Are they are they in oil over there? Because I don't think there's that. Are there 11 Americans in all of Iran? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I find that it, this is another part of this too, which, look— Plenty of people, you know, I have uh, I have a relative who was born in Iran, came over here, married into our family, is a great dude. Like, there's plenty of people, you know, there's lots of people who've come over here from Iran that, mm-hmm. you know, who that love freedom people. and great people. Yeah. Uh, however, obviously, when you're talking about a war-torn region and an enemy of the United States, you have to have a high level of sensitivity uh, to toward uh, the population to make sure that you don't the wrong person doesn't get in. Well, think about the 63 people were flying into Canada, a border we have completely unguarded. I mean, basically, mm-hmm. you can get over that border incredibly easily, and in on mm-hmm. one flight, sixty three people were coming 
from Iran uh, to yeah. Canada. Yeah. You know, it's something that, you know, look, the, the, the northern border is a much more difficult border to secure with a lot less people cro- uh, crossing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, resources wise might not make sense, though. It's something that we've seen. I mean, they wanted to blow up LAX and we caught someone coming over that uh, the Canadian border. Right. Um, and and that was uh, this is back in the Clinton years. And that was their target. This is a real threat. So it is something that that is it's a it's a little a bit of an, an interesting aside to the story. I was I would say unaware that there was that much travel going on between Canada and Iran. <laughs> I was like, God, yeah, that's, that's that's a little bit of an eye opener. Yeah, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. I want to tell you to uh, subscribe to uh, the YouTube page uh, associated with Stu Does America. It's my new show starting in. Uh, we're going to start some stuff next week, and then it real launches on February fourth. If you go to stewdoesamerica.com, you'll have all the links there, including the YouTube link. Please go and subscribe. Subscribe if you are listening to this podcast. Anywhere you are on your podcast, you can find Stu Does America, as well as Pat Gray Unleashed. Make sure you get to that YouTube page as well. Sign up and uh, do it for America. Because you know who doesn't want you to sign up and to our YouTube pages? Suleimani. It's yeah. one of the last things he said. Right. He said, I don't care if I live or die. Do not subscribe to Pat Gray Unleashed. And Stu does America on YouTube. Yeah, Ayatollah said the same thing. Yeah, same exact was, yeah. thing. And that's look. I mm-hmm. if you like the Ayatollah, if you're a huge fan of Suleimani, don't <laughs> subscribe. But if you happen to to care about America, and and this, maybe you don't want uh, people murdered around the globe, then you'll sign up for both of these. Right, and that and and in your value will be judged on whether you do that. Exactly right. That's the Stu does America okay. and Pat Gray unleashed <laughs> guarantee. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Well, the poets say home is where the heart is, and that's true, of course. Home is also where your mortgage is, and uh, those poet types, generally speaking, leave that part out. But how is your mortgage doing? Are you paying more than you'd like to? Are you looking to refinance? Maybe get down to a more reasonable rate. There's such great rates uh, available right now. Would you like to consolidate some debt and get yourself back on track to face the new year? A little spring in your step. It's a good idea. Or maybe you're looking to take that first step into owning a home altogether. These are the things the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing can help you answer. A 10-minute phone call could be the first step towards changing your life. American Financing is a family-owned mortgage company that's been helping people for over 20 years, including me, by the way. Uh, They're a fantastic company, and they are the real deal. They save their customers up to 1000 bucks a month, sometimes more. They have an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau and over 4,000 Google reviews. So why wait? Call them today. Call American Financing 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, please say a prayer for uh, Glenn's daughter, Mary, today, who's going in for uh, some surgery, some brain surgery today. Mm-hmm. Uh, really a, a, a big day for her and for the Beck family. And so if you could 
keep them in your thoughts and prayers. That'd be great. And of course, that's why Glenn is uh, not in today, although mm-hmm. we do expect him back tomorrow. Uh, this was something that they had planned for a very long time and is a, mm-hmm. is a big deal and, you know, hopefully it has some really positive uh, uh, a positive outcome for Mary. Yeah. And so, yeah some some yeah. positive effects for her life. And we're really, we're excited about the other side of it, but of course it's a, it's a tough day and, a, and mm-hmm. makes everybody nervous. So uh, your prayers would definitely be uh, help uh, helpful there. Also, uh, Jeffy went to the emergency room last night because he had some stomach trouble for the last few days and it just got worse last night. Mm-hmm. So Amber, his wife took him to the hospital. They admitted him because he's got an inflamed gallbladder, uh, pancreatitis, <laughs> And elevated liver enzymes, uh, whatever that means. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so he's seeing a GI doctor upper, you know, the refs, the GI area, which is the, uh, like your intestines, I think, right? Your intestines and your stomach. And mm-hmm. anyway, he's, that's what he's got going on. So if you could keep him in your prayers today as well, that'd be great. Um, uh, what a surprise that he wouldn't be completely healthy. <laughs> it's, I was stunned. You know, yeah, I was is, legitimately uh, stunned. He looks too. like the picture of health. Right. You know, it's like a Jack LaLanne <laughs> in the day type of situation. That's Jeffy. And yes. then, you know, here you yes. go. But they did. But she made a point to say this is not a heart event. His heart is fine. So that's a good thing. It, it's not a repeat of last year, which is, wow, it's been almost exactly a year yeah. right, since the last time he was in the hospital. And you got to think, you know, if it, if it's once a year, uh, serious health issues for Jeffy, it's pretty good for him. I kind of, <laughs> kind of feel like it would be more, <laughs> more often. That is one way to look at it. I, I love the guy yeah. as much as we we hammer him, yes. and it, it is. Yes. I get scary when you get to this age. My wife's totally freaked out by this. Mm-hmm. It seems like everybody around us is either sick or dying, <laughs> and that happens. I guess you just like as you get older. Everyone you've known your entire life starts hitting these ages where you they have massive issues. Yes, um, and just a, this is kind of just a reminder that life sucks <laughs> entirely. I mean, it's just a constant series of disappointments. It's uh, so, a good way to look at it, and and you'll hear yeah. more of them tonight uh, on the Democratic debate. Constant oh, series true. of disappointments uh, very, in every very single true. chair. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You're not a Star Trek fan, are you, Stu? Are are you, are you, Hillary? You don't you don't like Star Trek? You said you were going to check out of that one. Yeah, I, I wasn't interested in it. I, yeah. I thought it was interesting. He hasn't played that role for two decades, so it's going to be uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting seeing him back in that role. But it is. I'm probably not going to be watching. He's got to be what eighty now. He's got to be close 80. to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah, it's weird they're doing this a lot now. I, I was yeah. walking uh, through an airport a few weeks ago, and there's posters all over the place. For Mad About You, forty-five. Remember Mad About You, yeah, barely with barely. Like Helen Hunt and in the nineties. Yeah, the nineties, right? Yeah, the, Paul Reiser, right? Right. They're doing it again. Did you know this? The they're same people. New episodes. They're just older. No, and they're just like together. I guess, like, and at least that was the what the poster seemed to indicate that like everything had worked really? out and they were together. And they're do- there's new episodes of the show. Like that was a huge show back in the day. Apparently, it's back on the air. No idea. Nobody's ever been clamoring though for you know what we need to have come back. <laughs> Mad about you no, with Helen Hunt none? and Paul Reiser. No. I don't nope. think anybody's ever said that out loud. Not even Paul Reiser. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Not a good sign. Wow.
fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn today. 888-727-BECK. Vince Vaughn's in a little hot hot water with the left. Uh, I'm very disappointed in him. Man. Oh, my God. I don't know how he could do this, but we'll tell you about that coming up in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, you never saw it coming. Oh, you know the stats, of course. One out of every five houses has home security. Only one out of every five. That seems impossible. And there's a break-in every 20 seconds. But those numbers, ah, they're just numbers. Don't worry about it. Except not anymore. Now you're uh, standing, gosh, in the tornado path of wreckage, marking the trail of a person who just decided one day that it was your turn to be the victim. Uh, one thought swirls around and around in your head as you begin to assess the physical, financial, and, and really emotional damage it really doesn't have to be this way, but that's a little bit too late. This is where Simply Safe, uh, Simply Safe steps in. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime, and that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. All this is monitored by 24/7 security professionals. You can set it up yourself, or Simply Safe experts can do it for you. I, I, I select the second option because I'm lazy. There are no contracts, and you're spending about 50 cents a day. That's not a lot for security. That's not a lot for peace of mind. Go to simplysafebeck.com today and get the free Simply Safe security camera. It's normally 100 bucks, but if you order today, you will get it free. Go there now. Don't be one of four out of five people who have no security system. That's insane. Simplysafebeck.com is the place to go. Simplysafebeck.com. Pat and Stu, uh, you can listen to my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, immediately preceding this one on the Blaze Radio and TV Network, uh, and then anytime uh, in podcast form. And don't forget to get uh, the YouTube page as well. Yes, Subscribe please. there, and you can get uh, the show uh, and watch it there every day, which is pretty cool. Plus, Stu's new show, Stu Does America. Yes, it's going to be launching. Uh, soon, uh, first content comes out next week, and then February 4th, it's going to be a daily show, five days a week for an hour. I uh, would love for you to tune in. You can check it out on YouTube for free every day or on podcast, wherever you get your podcast for free. Please go and subscribe. I encourage you to do so. It would mean a lot to the children of our world. <laughs> and the children in your house right. as well. And, and mainly it, the children in my house. Yeah. Uh, who want, apparently but they're in the stuff. world. Yes, yeah, so they're in the, in the world. <clears throat> yeah, so. uh, you get all the links at stewdoesamerica.com. And uh, make sure you go to uh, YouTube and subscribe to uh, that and also Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, They had the national championship, the college national championship last night, uh, which, as everybody knew, was going to happen. It was won by LSU. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did seem pretty clear, although it it was a little bit in doubt in the first half. A little bit. Mm -hmm. And they got got somewhat close in the third quarter, too. Um, But in the end, it was uh, 42-25 LSU over Clemson. Which I think is an, a little bit of a refreshing change. I'm, you know, Clemson, Alabama, Alabama, Clemson, Clemson, Alabama, Alabama, Clemson. A little different last night. A little bit different. It uh, still had Clemson, which I'm a little tired. Of, I'm almost as tired of Clemson as I am Alabama. I'm, I'm just about there. I'm not quite there, but uh, you know, it was. I mean, that LSU team is one of the greatest college teams of all time. I think so. They're I mean, really uh, good. Set really, all sorts really of records. Good. Undefeated. Pretty much blew everybody out. That's a, it's a remarkable story. Attending the game last night was uh, Donald J. Trump and his wife, Melania. And sitting next to them 
I mean, so disappointing. Right next to them. Talking to him. Talking. The mouth. Actually touched him. <gasps> touched him both. Oh Shook God. hands with each of them. Oh, my gosh. Actor Vince Vaughn. Oh, jeez. What a disappointment. Oh, what a horrible person. How could you do that? How could you talk to the president of the United States? Yeah. This this went viral yesterday because someone posted it on Twitter, A left, uh, someone on the left, and said, "I, you know, I, I, I'm very sorry to have to share this clip with you." Like to say, like now you have to hate Vince Vaughn, and I know you liked right. him before, but now you have to hate him because obviously he's talking to Donald Trump, which makes him a bad person, and now you can't watch <laughs> his movies anymore. Like that is legitimately the tone right. of the way the left handled this. Yeah, so ridiculous. And I just don't understand that. I mean, I, you know. And maybe it's because we've been on the wrong side of this for so long in that almost every single person in Hollywood, in entertainment, mm-hmm. is far, far left. And they all go perform for Democratic candidates. They all have their music used by Democratic candidates. They all mm-hmm. show up at Barack Obama's White House. They all come out in ads for socialized medicine and Um, You know, Mm -hmm. rich people are evil, despite the fact that they are them. And uh, guns, you shouldn't have them. You're not responsible enough. And you shouldn't drive that SUV. You're a bad person. Let me get my motorcade. Killing babies is not a problem. In fact, it's desirable. It's desirable. And if you don't allow people to kill babies, then you're a terrible person. Mm -hmm. We're so used to that with every celebrity that, I mean, I don't even price it in. Like, I go to a movie, and at, at no real point do I... Uh, do I factor in whether the person has a left or right-leaning politics? It's like it's just not something I consider, with the possible exception of some people who are so in your face about it that it's yeah. hard to separate them from the characters they're playing. Robert you know? De Niro is like that for me. De Niro's getting there. Um, you know, uh, Martin Alec Sheen, Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Barbara Streisand. Jim Carrey uh, has gotten to that point for me. Yeah, you know, and and, and so <laughs> there are certain there's a certain level of activism. That gets so on your face. It's just tiring, and you no longer see the person as the person they're playing. You only see them as some left-wing activist that's in your face trying to give you a message. Right. And that's a different line than the average celebrity who certainly votes, probably 95% of them vote uh, Democrat. But at least you can kind of brush it off. With The, the, the left is not used to that, that arrangement. No. If you not. come out and you publicly are – and, and there's no indication, by the way, that, that – uh, that Vince Vaughn was supporting Donald Trump. He was just speaking to the man. Right. Just speaking to the man in a friendly fashion. Now, he probably does support Donald Trump, he, as he, we know. But it, well, I don't know that a lot of people put him in that category. Yeah, I, I mean... That he I, might lean Republican or it was libertarian. Surprising. I remember when I heard it, it was it was surprising. Mm-hmm. No, But Vince Vaughn is really more of a Ron Paul, Rand yeah, Paul type of guy than a yes. Donald Trump guy. Now, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I haven't heard much about his politics recently. But if it came to Trump or Hillary or Trump he or would Biden, like, right. I think he's going Trump. Given the choice, he's going he's gonna to lean Republican. Yeah. Though it, he's not exactly the same brand of Republican that you'd necessarily associate with Donald Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he is much more of a, a libertarian-leaning guy. Guy, though again he's not he has not made politics so in your face uh, uh, as a part not at all of his his right. day-to-day life he does he's an he's an actual person an individual that supports politicians just like everybody does however he doesn't make it your you know his business to, to put it in your face all the time mm-hmm. the fact that he can't have a polite conversation amazing? with the, not not even just some random candidate the president of the united states I mean, it uh-huh. used to be that that was sort of expected. You'd at least have positive interactions with a president, even if you didn't like them. 
And now we're at that point where it's mm-hmm. trendy to just not show up to the Oval Office. And, and you see that occasionally um, from time to time over the years. I remember there was a guy on uh, the Boston Bruins who was a Republican and did not go to see Barack Obama. Right, when they but won. those were few and far between. Very few and far between. Now it's like the entire team yeah. won't go. Yeah. And the Golden State Warriors famously Didn't would go. not go see Trump. I, you know, I, I can understand. You don't have to go. You don't have to make it a, a, a big deal. However, the idea that you can interact with people across party lines in normal conversation like that's not that has nothing to do with politics that's just a normal human way human of decency. dealing with life yeah yeah that's not supposed to be controversial <laughs> you do realize that when you walk into starbucks and you buy a cup of coffee or you go to mcdonald's eh, there's a 50 50 shot you're dealing with someone who doesn't agree with you politically and i you know i i don't need every interaction i have in my life to be with someone i dis- i agree with on every topic i don't need that in my life <laughs> nor do i want it to be honest and i don't honestly more than that i don't want to even know i don't want to know mm-hmm. i don't care what you what you believe i you know i'm gonna obviously fight for what i believe is right but this idea that you like you know ellen dealt with this a few weeks ago where ellen was sitting with george uh, w bush and they're friends. And they're friends. You know, and I, you know, are they friendly? They, they, they're friendly, right? I mean, I'm yeah. sure they're not hanging out every day, but they can't even interact in a positive way. I mean, it's crazy. Ellen does Ridiculous. more for the Democratic position when she does something like that than any crazy activist does yep. because she shows she's a normal person. She shows that she is willing to to talk to someone she disagrees with and that makes republicans conservatives mm-hmm. like her more yeah you know it Absolutely. means maybe they're going to be more interested in one of when she does make a point about liberal politics on her show maybe more conservatives might listen to it and consider it they might not like it they might mm-hmm. not agree but at least it'll be part of of the conversation and with vince vaughn last night it's not like he was at a fundraiser with trump <laughs> right or for trump or for the republican party is it the national championship football game yeah and and Trump happens to be sitting next to him. I mean, it's not like he went there specifically to see uh, Donald Trump or support Donald Trump. And the fact that, you know, he was pictured talking with him and you're not, I guess you're not supposed to even acknowledge he's alive. Yeah. It's just, it's gotten so ridiculous in this country. Where does that end? It can't end in a good place. If we keep this up. If we keep insisting that uh, you can't even talk to Donald Trump or people who support him or you're a racist, you can't even be near them. You can't touch them. You can't talk about them in a decent way. I mean, I don't know where that ends up, but it can't be in a good place. <laughs> doesn't seem like it would be. No. But it doesn't. goes back to, I think, what we we discussed last hour, which is the design of, of this approach is not necessarily um, – different than when we talk about how uh you know uh, the the left can can get away with a blackface scandal like a uh, trudeau or northam but someone on the right who, who would do it would obviously be thrown out of society immediately and it's not about whether you wear blackface or not or whether you are republican or conservative per se it, it's about uh, ostracizing anyone who would even be mildly friendly to one of these people. So what do you mm-hmm. do if you're in Hollywood? Now, Vince Vaughn is Vince freaking Vaughn. Vince freaking Vaughn can do whatever he wants, right? Like, he is a huge star. He's, I mean, he's been making cl- critically acclaimed movies over the past few years, uh, dragged across concrete being one of them. 
um, that have been really well received and have done uh, really well with critics. Um, he hasn't been making as many of sort of the old school Vince Vaughn comedies lately, but the guy still has a really good career and honestly can kind of do what he what he wants. He's able to survive these things. But if you're a young actor and you're coming up and you want to be the next uh, Vince Vaughn, you want to be the next Chris Pratt, you want to be the next big star, you know, you're not going to talk about these things publicly. You're not going to go mm-hmm. say hello to Donald Trump at the football game and shake his hand and be respectful because you know it might destroy your career. And that's the message that is being sent here. The message being sent is you are not acceptable in society if you interact with the president of the United States in a normal human way. Not out there raising $50 million for the guy, but shaking his hand and being polite to his wife. That is now off limits. Mm -hmm. And that message is being being sent. It was sent as well as we saw. We did a, a few stories about this last year. Um, with uh, with the book about um, uh, Oculus Rift, the guy who, uh, you know, guy in a, in a trailer, creates this amazing virtual reality technology, gets to the point where Facebook buys it for multiple billions of dollars. He is spotted at one Trump fundraiser, and they destroy him. They fire him. He gets thrown out of, uh, out of, the, out of the... He has to release a statement lying about the candidate he voted for. I mean, all of these crazy things happened. It was in Blake uh, Harris's book. Uh, it's worth going back and reading. A fascinating wow. thing. And it's, it's tossing people out of society despite their accomplishments because they have moderately pleasant interactions with a person. <laughs> like, that's what we used to freaking cheer on. There was a time where you say, okay, look, mm-hmm. I know you disagree with that guy, but that's great that you guys are still friends and you still talk to, the, to them about these mm-hmm. things. Now, that is like uh, something that gets you thrown out of polite society, and it's something where yep. if you are coming up uh, in technology or entertainment or one of these big fields, you're going to hesitate being honest about who you are, which is the exact opposite of what Hollywood says they want. They kept saying, oh, they're going to keep everybody in the closet, and they want to put you know scared communists, uh, the Red Scare, and all these things. Well, what is it now? You have organizations that are basically like AA for conservatives in Los Angeles so they can talk to someone openly. Mm-hmm. These, <laughs> this is not a healthy environment. How often did Chris Matthews talk about Ronald Reagan oh, and God. Tip O'Neill over and over God. and over? They disagreed politically, but then they'd have the dinner and drinks together. Right. I mean, we heard that a billion times. You, you can't do that now. I mean, now that's that's not acceptable. I it's guess. only good when the conservative, when this is utilized for a conservative to abandon their principles and support some liberal policy. Exactly. Then it's great. Yeah. You know. Oh wow! Yes. Like this senator has decided to vote for socialized medicine after he went out to. You know, this happened with Orrin Hatch a lot uh, back <laughs> when he was senator. This was like a. Yeah. This is this is with Kennedy. This is actually uh, uh, copywritten as as you have to write a C after it. The it's the Orrin Hatch. And Hatch would go out with Kennedy, and they'd come up with some, you know, left, you know, left-wing philosophy on education. Mm-hmm. That Hatch would be the main, quote unquote, conservative voice to stand up for, and everyone mm-hmm. on MSNBC would say, "This is bipartisan." They went out to dinner. I assume with Hatch not drinks, but Dad went out to dinner and <laughs> said, "Hey, well, we're gonna, you know what? I, the thing I've been supposedly standing for, and everybody in Utah voted for me." Uh, I'm believe, not for that anymore. I'm not for that. I believe the opposite. <laughs> I believe what Ted Kennedy said because those ribs were tasty. Uh, that is not a good way to run a country. No, However, really being friendly with someone is fine. Yeah. You can be friendly with them. You just don't abandon your principles just because you're friendly with them. 
That's a trick that many in Washington can't seem to uh, to master. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More coming up in sixty seconds. Well, let's talk about Shave Secret. Uh, You know, uh, Glenn has been talking about Shave Secret for a very long time. And thousands and thousands of people have made the switch because they found out about a simple truth. You don't need expensive blades, creams, soaps, or gels for a clean, close shave. You just need Shave Secret. Shave Secret is a proprietary blend of essential oils that dramatically reduces nicks, cuts, ingrown hairs, and even that pesky shaving rash. You don't want that. If you want proof, check out the five-star reviews all over Amazon, Google, and Facebook. Shave Secret will replace all your shaving creams and gels. You just got to add three to five drops to a wet palm, massage into your skin, and boom, you're ready to shave. I've used this before. The thing that's great about Shave Secret is like you're using like three drops, so it lasts forever. Like one bottle lasts you forever. It works with both men and women and is widely available. You can find it online at Amazon and ShaveSecret.com. Give Shave Secret a try. You'll see that thousands of others have also come to the conclusion Shave Secret is the best shave out there. you got to give it a shot. Shave Secret is available regionally at HEB and uh, Wegmans uh, Grocery, as well as online at Amazon or ShaveSecret.com. If you go to ShaveSecret.com, make sure to use the promo code BECK, and you're going to get a 10% discount. It's ShaveSecret.com. Pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Uh, this is interesting. Apparently, the House is preparing a likely vote tomorrow to transmit the articles of impeachment to the Senate. Now, didn't they already they voted on the articles of impe- impeachment? Don't you just send them to the Senate now? They got to vote. Now they're going to vote mm-hmm. to whether they're wh- about whether or not they're going to send them to the Senate, and then they got to vote on whether they should vote. <laughs> uh, then they'll vote on the retroactive vote. Uh, and then they'll vote on if if they vote to send them to the Senate. When should we send them to the Senate? And then they'll we'll have a vote on that. And then they'll vote on whether they have a quorum, because um, they got to have a quorum call. There's always a good quorum call mixed into one of these big okay. dramas. Yeah, that's the biggest yeah. moment. It's it's why uh, the first Star Wars was so successful because they really went through the parliamentary process uh, in that first one, the the prequel. Yeah, when they were just like, hey, let's talk about trade policy for about forty minutes of this movie. And everyone was like, that's almost too sexy. <laughs> you know, well, I want more Trade Federation talk. Yeah, that's what yeah, I need. Yeah, the Trade Federation talk was definitely sexy. In that <laughs> it movie. really was. Yeah. And, you know, that's why people were yeah. so annoyed at Jar Jar Binks. We need more Trade Federation talk. There's actually an edit. This is totally off the subject, but there's an edit online of Star Wars of uh-huh. just the Trade Federation talk. Like, really? It's like the Trade Federation edit, and it's just to show you how much horrible trade talk there was in that movie there's a lot in the phantom menace um so it's interesting they have uh they're right they're going over uh trump is obviously now he's been impeached they have to come to the situation where they name the house managers it's another big part of this uh they're gonna and that's gonna they're gonna bring the uh, articles of impeachment over then you have the trial preparation um they're trying to get they think they're gonna do this trial in like a week now i believe the clinton one was a month so they're really cutting this short. They want to, you know, both sides, it seems like, want this over with. The Democrats are proposing, they, you know, they're, they're acting as if they want all these witnesses. And, 
In reality, I think they want it over with, too. They got a bunch of candidates who they are They know out they there. lost. Yeah, they know they lost. They want this over with. This is an embarrassment. Yeah. I and mean, this is a massive failure and be, will, will be one of the things Nancy Pelosi's legacy is remembered for, a massive failure when it comes to this. Yes, she got the she got the the word impeachment associated with this president, but this is obviously going to fail. There's never been a point where people in the middle considered their argument on this. Um, it's never been one of those situations where you had you know the Susan Collins out there saying, you know what, I might vote for this. This seems very serious. You get you know a little bit of lip service occasionally, but no one crossing the aisle. No, they real. tried to make us think that maybe Mitt Romney would, maybe Susan yeah. Collins would, but that maybe Lisa Murkowski would. But really, I don't think there was any danger of any of them. Yeah, I, voting I, for impeachment or for conviction. It's it's not impossible. You'll see a, a moderate or two switch. It's it's not impossible. However. You know, with Clinton, there was a period in which there was an honest question as to whether these serious allegations would would motivate some Democrats enough to maybe make a difference uh, to actually, you know, stand up and say, you know, no more of this. We're impeaching and we're going to remove this guy from office. There's never been that hint here. I mean, it's just they have not produced nearly enough evidence. They, they, They themselves say the big problem is they need more evidence. Well, if you had a good case, why would you need John Bolton to testify? You've, you've already made yeah. your case, right? Right. But, I mean, you know, this is, right. the, this is the convenience of being on the left. You don't have to answer these questions. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You ever have those days where you're sitting there at your desk trying to get something important done and you can't focus because it feels like you're sitting in a chair that was specifically designed to torture you and twist your, twist your back into like an awful pretzel? It's got the one squeaky wheel and what feels like rusty bed springs just about to poke up through the fabric. Oh, awful. Well, may I suggest considering uh, X chair. Treat yourself. Treat yourself, I believe they used to say. Uh, you'll be both productive and comfortable throughout your day. Uh, and I, I can vouch for this because I sit in one every single day here on the show, and I love it. With its patented dynamic variable lumbar support in 10 settings, the X chair is what you need uh, around your house if you want a, a comfortable work day working at home or if you're at your office. X chair's 30-day no-questions-asked guarantee of satisfaction uh, gives you a situation where you have zero risk. Most companies don't make that kind of offer because most companies aren't X chair. Don't settle for less than the best. Get an X chair today. And they're on sale now for $100 off. Go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Or call 844-X-CHAIR. Go to xchairbeck.com right now and use the code BECK. You're going to receive a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. It's xchair.com. Code is BECK. Glenn, Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, and me, Pat Gray, all in one location. Plus, coming very soon. Stuber gear. Stu does America. Uh, use the promo code Glenn. Get $10 off at blazetv.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, big big debate tonight uh, featuring the six candidates who qualified uh, for the debate tonight. Uh, not all six have really equal shot at, uh, at winning this nomination. Um, some, in fact, I mean, might as well just get out of it now and stop wasting money. I mean, there's Amy Klobuchar. I'm a little surprised she's still in this thing. Although, was she at 15% in Iowa? 
No, she, she's, in a I've seen her poll. eight and ten percent here and there. Uh, Tom Steyer got fifteen percent yeah. in, in, uh, in South, South Carolina. Carolina, which is was odd, and I believe hit twelve wow. in Nevada. Um, and, and you know, I was in Nevada over uh, Christmas break, and everywhere. I mean, Tom Steyer's face is everywhere. He's he's buying every billboard. It's like it's either it's either massage parlor, naked ladies, Tom Steyer, and I associate the two because of the sexiness of Tom Steyer. Oh yeah, it's just hard to these, super sexy. Just the overflowing sexiness, uh-huh. the utter sexuality. <laughs> of a Tom Steyer, it's almost difficult to ignore. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but he's everywhere there, and it's funny to see this because Steyer is trying something really that's never quite been done, which is dump money as a billionaire into early states and take yourself from no one knows who you are to absolute, every, you know, just you blanket a state and then try to build yourself into a personality that uh, people will vote for. And he started this, and he got down this road, and he spent $70 million, and then Michael Bloomberg was like, was like well, I'm a much better billionaire than you. Why don't I just do this better? <laughs> so now Bloomberg has, has spent yeah. – it looks like he, by the time Super Tuesday rolls around, Michael Bloomberg will have spent a quarter of a billion dollars of his own money on ads. Wow. You, you saw them in the national championship game probably last night. Several, yeah. Several. Yeah. Um, it, it could be more than this. It could be almost a half a billion dollars. Uh, and all on Super Tuesday states, which is really fascinating because he is running in states essentially unopposed. These Super Tuesday states, none of the candidates are – they're all focusing on the early yet. states. So he's just like, ah, I'll just wait. Yeah. So he's blanketing, and he's he is rising in the polls, and he's doing um, – you know, he's been hitting 8%, 10% in some of these early polls in these states. And he's up to 5 or 6% nationally. So he's kind of doing the Rudy Giuliani trick, uh, whenever that was. Was it 2012 or 2008? Eight, I believe, yes. Where he waited till Florida. But he didn't spend all the money that uh, Bloomberg is spending right now. No. I mean, that, and that's so the that key. was his big mistake. By the time it got to Florida and he was waiting for everybody, it was over. He was done. Yeah. Nobody cared about him. And, and because of that, he has such a unique path. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. right. With Giuliani, it was, you know, oh, look, all these New Yorkers moved down to Florida. They love Rudy. He'll be able to win. Did not work. Uh, now, Bloomberg is, is facing something, and his path is different, where he's rooting for sp- there not to be um, a – the worst thing that can happen for Bloomberg is Biden wins the first four states. Because if Biden is there and he's the obvious front runner, Bloomberg's toast. Mm-hmm. However, if one of other, two other things happen, he's got uh, he's got an argument. One being there's a big, big split. Buttigieg wins. Um, uh, let's say Buttigieg wins Iowa. Uh, um, Sanders wins New Hampshire. Um, Warren wins Nevada, and Biden wins South Carolina. All four of those are very possible. Very possible. Now, the dynamics change. If Buttigieg wins Iowa, does he win also New Hampshire? I mean, there's a good argument to be made that that momentum will help him. But if those four split up, then Bloomberg comes in essentially as the guy to say, look, this is a mess. I'm going to win these other states and, and, and insert myself into this conversation. The other one is a dominant performance by one of the liberals. So let's say Sanders wins Iowa. Then Sanders goes back-to-back and wins New Hampshire, which if he wins Iowa, he's got a really good chance of winning New Hampshire. That's possible, too. Yeah, he wins those two, which, by the way, he's leading in many polls in both of those states. If he wins those two in a row, very good chance he wins Nevada as well. Mm -hmm. So he goes three for three. No candidate has ever won uh, the first three states and then lost. Uh, 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 The last one who did this was um, Al Gore. 
Al Gore in 2000 won the first three states. And when he won the first three states as a non-incumbent, um, he went on to win every primary. Now, obviously, someone like Barack Obama, who was already president, is a different story. But when you have a non-incumbent, it's not as easy to do this. So if Sanders wins the first three states, good chance he, he also wins South Carolina. You know, who knows? Biden could be destroyed by that point. Then you have, you have to ask the Democratic Party, do you, want, do you really want Bernie freaking Sanders to be your nominee? Because if you want an avowed socialist mm. as your nominee, you can have him. He's way ahead. But you know who else is there? Michael Bloomberg with his billion dollars. And he can, he, you're not going to have to worry about fundraising. You're not going to have to worry about any of that stuff. He's going bl- to pay for all of it himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're, you might not like Bloomberg, but you know what? He's super liberal on guns. He's super liberal on climate change. He's super liberal on almost everything, with the exception of some business issues. Can you deal with that so you don't get Bernie Sanders? But he's, is he universal health care as well? I don't know if I've heard his health care uh, plan. You know, that's a good, I, 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 I think he is. I, I think don't think he he's Medicare too. for all, though. He's not like a full-fledged Medicare for all. He's more, a more Buttigieg approach, uh, Medicare for those who want it, as they say. In other words, the public option. So you could option. still keep, supposedly, mm-hmm. like they lied yep. to us before, if you like your health care, you can keep your health care. Until we take it away. Yeah. That's the uh, full the yeah. full sentence that got uh, muddled a little bit uh, <laughs> yeah, a little behind bit the, the applause. Uh, it was always behind the scenes. Yeah, I think I believe that's uh-huh. where he is. We can, we can confirm that uh, 100% to make sure. But he's not. Look, Bloomberg is running overtly as a supposed moderate. Which is hilarious when you see him. No, he is he's not moderate. He is as extreme as anybody. Yep. Probably, uh, in, in all honesty, more probably more extreme things. than Bernie Sanders on guns. That is that is. Oh, no, probably about it. Bernie actually supported the Second Amendment. He had his time. I mean, he's from Vermont, and yeah. he had his time where he was like, "Yeah, maybe people in rural communities." Now he denies a lot of that now, and he's he's distanced Although himself. He was just asked hmm. about confiscation. He said, "Absolutely not. Yeah, he's it's not, not there. constitutional." That's crazy because that. I mean, yeah. Bloomberg is there. Yes, Bloomberg, with the exception of his security personnel, does not want anyone to have a gun. Right. Uh, now, his security personnel, totally different story. And he'll certainly use guns to come in to make sure that your SUV is not operating on gasoline. That's coming in a, in a future Bloomberg administration for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there is an argument there for Bloomberg. Steyer is a tougher case. I mean, Steyer would have to somehow win a couple of these early states and then become— the only liberal standing. So if you look at this as a situation where, let's say Biden um, is doing very well, there's no liberals left. Biden is is cruising, and and Steyer can win a couple states. Maybe Steyer can make the argument: Look, I've got a lot of money. I can fund this thing myself. You know, mm-hmm. stick with me. I don't think there's a real Steyer argument, though. I mean, the Steyer thing—he's so bad as a candidate. He's so boring. It's just hard to imagine him catching fire. Well, Bloomberg is at least a character. I, mean, I think he's a jerk in every way known. He wants to take mm-hmm. away my freaking soda and my straws, and I cannot think of anything more offensive to my soul than going after my soda. He he even tried to take away your salt yeah. in New York. Yep. And he did take away our walking spaces. I know that. Oh, he yeah. closed off all kinds of streets where you can't drive anymore <clears throat> and actually made them walking spaces, made them plazas. Yeah. I mean, it just made things tougher to get around and navigate one of the big things he tried to do in new york too was to to have this big commuter tax where you'd pay huge amounts of money to right. drive into the city as you remember pat of course mm, you I were do. driving in the city every day it was mm-hmm. already really freaking expensive to park your car uh, and paying tolls he wanted to you know to make that much much higher think of what he would do to the yes. national capital yeah. 
I mean, as president, I mean, think of yeah. think of the things he would push through there. That would be, uh, I mean, D.C. would be a, even more of a mess than it is. He's totally fine with controlling your life, with with telling you what you can and can't do, what you can and can't eat, mm-hmm. what you can and can't have, because he knows better than you. Yep, he honestly believes he knows better than you. That that there are people, and he's one of them who are just way smarter than you are, and they know how you should live your lives. Yeah, and that's, how, that's what he believes. Yeah, it's interesting, especially if you've been listening to this show for a long time and listening to Glenn talk about early 20th century progressivism and Woodrow Wilson and how that all developed. And if you listen to this show for more than five minutes, how could you have missed it? I mean, mm-hmm. is there a been a five-minute period on this program where Glenn has not mentioned Woodrow Wilson? <laughs> uh, I mean, five consecutive minutes. Without no. Woodrow Wilson. No, there has not. Has not been in no. the history of the show. Right. Uh, but if you know that, there's two candidates I think I like uh, personify that Woodrow Wilson philosophy better than anyone else. Elizabeth Warren is one of them, and Michael Bloomberg is the other. And people yeah. who are who absolutely believe they know better than you how to live your life. Now, of mm-hmm. course, there's elements in every single one of these candidates of, of, of this philosophy. But I mean, Bloomberg is maybe the most pure example because, he, I mean, all the way down to running massive campaigns to take away larger soda cups so he can manipulate the amount of calories that you're eating. Uh, you know, getting rid of straws, getting rid of, as you point out, he wanted to get rid of table salt. I mean, <laughs> uh, think of this. He wanted to ban salt yeah. from your restaurant experience. There was another thing he was talking about recently where um, he wanted he wanted the poor to stay poor or pay higher taxes. Yeah. So that so that they didn't have enough money to hurt themselves with. Right. They would buy because if they have too much money, they'll go out to They're eat. They're going to go buy bad things yep. and put into their body. Yep. So then they can't buy drugs. They I mean, can't that's buy alcohol. Incredible. Oh, and that is progressivism in a nutshell that's right incredible. there. It's the other side Jeez. of the coin from a Warren who wouldn't say something like that but still thinks it. Yeah. You know, a lot of her policies yes. lead to the same exact things. And it's one of the reasons, conveniently, Medicare for all will raise taxes on the poor and the middle class. Uh, I mean, Bernie admits it. Warren doesn't quite admit it, but it's obviously true. And she even gets beat up by the left on on her denial of these claims. Uh, But it's going to be interesting. Uh, 538.com released their model of of the uh, entire primary. Uh, Again, like people like to beat up on polls. But you look at the accuracy of of the poll. I mean, you know, the national election they project they projected it almost exactly as far as the popular vote was, which is what they were projecting. Some of the states they missed on, um, and a lot of these forecasters did miss on that. But the idea that uh, that polls are worthless is largely a myth. I mean, it, it, you know, this polls got about forty five, forty six states right. Um, the the popular vote they got it right. You know, Donald Trump surprised in certain areas in, uh, you know, to to a point of all reporting shows that even their internal uh, polling uh, showed that they were not going to win some of those races. And they did. So it's not always perfect, but it does give you a good uh, idea. This is really imperfect, though, because the polling in primaries and caucuses is much less reliable than general election polling. Uh, it's harder to do, especially a caucus. I mean, the, the, what goes on in Iowa where everyone's in a room trying to convince each other is such a different process. You, it's really hard to do that. And then everything has an effect on everything that comes after it. So, it, you know, in Iowa, you might say, okay, Joe Biden's got a 30% chance to win Iowa. Well, if he wins uh, Iowa, his chances might go from 20% in New Hampshire to 40% in New Hampshire. Everything, whatever happens in Iowa is going to affect all these other races. So to try to project all of these things in a row is basically an impossible task. 
and you should know going in that these things can't be perfect, but it is an interesting effort. They say Joe Biden has a 38% chance right now to win the majority of delegates for the Democrats. And 38% chance of winning Hmm. is obviously he's the favorite by a a pretty wide margin. On the other hand, there's a 62% chance he doesn't win. So there's a a much better chance that he does not win uh, the majority of delegates than, than he does. Which is a, is a way that you have to kind of think about this. This is a race that's really up in the air. Uh, Sanders, 23%. Warren, 13% chance of winning the majority of delega- delegates. Buttigieg, 10%. All others, um, with the exception of, uh, all others is, you know, about 1% chance of so people like Bloomberg and down the, you know, Klobuchar. Uh, the one that's really interesting, though, is they say there's a 15% chance no one wins the majority of delegates, which means you're probably going to have a contested, uh, a contested uh, convention. convention, yeah. A 15% chance they project wow. right now, which is significant. Yeah. All right. Uh, more coming up. Uh, 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Reinventing yourself in the new year is hard. Uh, it's a lot easier to do your home, luckily, though, with Blinds.com. From cellular shades to wood blinds to Roman shades and more, Blinds.com has you covered when it comes to overhauling your home's look. Uh, so you're about to get the, the deal of the century here. Let's do it. Uh, today only, you can save up to 40% at Blinds.com. Plus, you'll get an extra 20 bucks off when you use the promo code BECK. Every order gets free samples, free shipping, and free online design uh, with their consultation. I've gone through this process, by the way. We have uh, Blinds.com in our home, and we absolutely love it. It was really easy, and they showed how great these things would look before I even had them in my house. I knew it was going to look great, and they do. They've changed the entire dynamic of the room. And it's, it's just a great way to invest in your home. Uh, and their 100% satisfaction guarantee means that if you aren't totally satisfied with the style, color, or quality, they're going to remake your window treatments for free. The people at Blinds.com care uh, how your home looks as much as you do, and that's why they are our number one online retailer, retailer of uh, custom window coverings. Uh, they've been doing this forever. I mean, I remember when Blinds.com started uh, you know, doing this. It was like way before people were buying things like this on the Internet. They know this stuff better than anybody. Go now, uh, today only, you're going to save 40% off, plus an extra 20%, uh, excuse me, an extra $20 off with promo code BECK. It's 40% off today only, plus an extra $20 off with the promo code BECK. Blinds.com, promo code BECK. It's blinds.com, promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions may apply. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K is the phone number. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn today. Glenn is uh, out. He's having uh, he's uh, with his daughter who is having uh, brain surgery today, and uh, we uh, have him in our prayers. I-, I hate to say this, our thoughts and prayers are with Glenn today. Oh wow! Which is one of the the worst things you can say because mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. thinking or praying for someone, that means you're a bad person, as we've learned from the uh, media. It does. Uh huh. It does. That means you don't care because that means you're not actually conducting the surgery. Right. Why am or I not? You're not doing why? anything. Yeah. I you're not a, doing I, anything. I don't even have a scalpel right? of my own. No, you don't. No. That's because I don't care. Uh, you don't care. But my thoughts and prayers are there. And what mm-hmm. are prayers to a Christian? <laughs> I mean, that means almost nothing, right? 
It's like, hey, we're we're sending the most meaningful thing we believe in our in our deeply held faith. Mm-hmm. Oh well, uh, that we need more than that is what every Democratic candidate says, which is so nice after every single uh, event. Yeah. Um, but uh, he is uh, he'll be uh, uh, back tomorrow. He's just out uh, with her today. She goes through uh, a planned but serious uh, surgery. So we're mm-hmm. our, you know Mary is in, in our thoughts and prayers today. As is Jeffy, who's in the hospital again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got some kind of upper GI thing going on. Yeah. So. Just one thing. If you do visit him in the hospital, don't bring holy water because it will burn him. <laughs> That's if holy water gets near him. We've seen this. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it just, it just mm-hmm. it happened just last sear- time he was in the hospital. <laughs> it sears the yeah, skin. That's not good. Sadly. Yeah. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Margaret, I think what you're saying there is that um, uh, the, the president tweeted about this, and then uh, I came on the show, and now I'm talking about it, and I'm just not telling you anything about it because I'm talking around what you're saying. And, I'm going to uh, recap the events here so that, <laughs> so that I don't really have to answer the question. Eventually, we'll run out of time for the segment, and uh, we'll not have to say anything. That's the John Kerry way. <laughs> doing this that's how i ran as president that's how i ran secretary of state and that's how i'll do this tomorrow so thank you for your time i i, I left them 156 billion dollars before uh well no i just left them 156 billion dollars <laughs> on the tarmac that's all does some of this going to be spent on child porn absolutely and that's why look that's a big <laughs> yes of course of course <laughs> We knew that they going They can spend in. it on whatever they want. It's their money. What, am I, what are we supposed to do about that? Not give it back to them? The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, big debate tonight. A uh, little problem between uh, Bernie and Elizabeth. We'll get into that coming up uh, and lots more in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, Mike Lindell changed the face of sleep with his company, My Pillow. And he knows that if you're, uh, yeah, look, if you're a big part of this, you know where uh, what's going on with this company, where it is today. And he's wanted to give back to you uh, in a big way, and he's found that way. So, say hello to Giza Dream Sheets. Ah, yes. Uh, these are wonderful. I have them myself. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza cotton. They're ultra soft and breathable and yet extremely durable, and they get softer the more you use them. only bad news is once you sleep on them, everything else is going to feel just awful going to feel like a giant disappointment right now the giza dream sheets are buy one get one set free with the promo code beck remember all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee but you're not going to want to send them back because they're great uh these sheets are great i know uh you know a lot of people out there become sheet snobs over the years and if you're a sheet snob you're going to love these giza dream sheets go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials to buy one pair of giza dream sheets and get one free 
There are also uh, deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. Just enter the promo code BECK or call them at 1-800-966-3117, 800-966-3117 for these great radio specials. And thank you from Mike Lindell. So the big debate is uh, tonight, six Democrats uh, qualified for this particular debate, uh, and uh, everybody is expecting the main action be- to be between uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, the two good, close, personal friends who are mm-hmm. having a little bit of a tiff right now. A little trouble. Mm-hmm. A little trouble. Uh, Warren was upset that some Sanders underlings were mm-hmm. saying that she was an elitist, so she decided to blatantly obviously leak a report about a private meeting between uh, Elizabeth Warren and Sanders back in 2018, where apparently Bernie Sanders said he didn't think a woman could be elected president. No, he denies that, but she says she's confirmed it. Yeah, she's now confirmed it on record that that I said that I thought a woman could win and he disagreed. Now, it's hard to imagine the uh, sort of sexist implication is something he actually said in person because it just doesn't i mean you know he probably was trying to say you know strategically maybe a man has a better case if he said anything at all maybe the man has the better case of winning some of these states that trump won um that is a very very common analysis by the way in the democratic party very common it was the same common uh, analysis used back when the hillary clinton campaign was running against barack obama which eventually led to the birther uh situation it's also very common among the left who if you it, it works with progressivism right they they say we're progressives we're wonderful but these these little people in their blue collar worlds they can't understand a woman being president we have to give them a white dude they can't take a minority mm-hmm. that's just you know that's sad but we're so much better than them at some point they'll come along to our philosophy but right now they're not ready so we have to have white whitey whitey mcwhiterson and only whitey mcwhiterson can win we need a man, we need him to be white, and that's the way we need to go. And that is, like, legitimately a big part of the—it's half of the party believes that. No, yeah. Um, they believe that, you know, the reason why Hillary Clinton lost is because she's a woman and there was enough people who couldn't take a woman being president that they voted for Donald Trump. Right. That's their analysis of the they situation. They don't even take into account the Clinton death list. They don't even <laughs> take that into account. <laughs> We're still on the Clinton death list. I love it. Yeah, I know. That yeah, is, I love it. It's one of your favorites. It is. What is it up to now? Like 5,000, 6,000? Oh, I think that's uh, about half of where it is. Really? Yeah. And yeah. we know definitely Jeffrey Epstein is Oh, on he's the list. definitely on that list. Now, did they break yeah. into the prison themselves and do this? Or do they have someone else do it No, for they them? had somebody else do it. Okay. Yeah. Because that would be yeah. ridiculous. That'd be stupid. Themselves. I yeah. mean, you wouldn't even believe that they did it themselves. Now, why didn't they kill him in the <laughs> 10 years he was walking around Miami? There was just, no reason to. Oh, really? Yeah. Even thought, though his name was in yeah, the book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They oh. thought he was going to get away with it. Oh, okay. So they just yeah. didn't, they then, didn't bother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, 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 that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it so, does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Warren goes on, the, takes the really unusual step of of confirming the story. All she mm-hmm. had to say was, look, it was, I mean, she started with this. It's a private conversation. We're not going to talk about what happened there. Now, that's already a kind of a jerk move from mm-hmm. Warren, who is supposedly been friends she with the guy for 20 years. could have just said no. She said no, of course he did. And he said something about a female candidate. It did not mean he was a sexist. Like, if this was leaked by someone else, that's how she would have responded, mm-hmm. right? Because she mm-hmm. leaked it herself and probably designed the email that leaked it to whatever, uh, CNN. 
Yeah. She came out and said, well, yes, he did say that, which is an incredibly uh, it's a it's an escalating move. It's the killing Soleimani of this campaign. Right. <laughs> like that is a big it's like, you know, it, it actually kind of makes sense here. Bernie Sanders using his proxies to kind of get under Elizabeth Warren's skin over and over again. And at some point, Warren's like, screw it. We're sending uh, a drone and I'm going to confirm on the record that Bernie Sanders is a sexist. Now, she also says in the statement, which I find to be fascinating, that they're still friends. They still have all these wonderful things in common. They're going to work together. They're both. He's a great guy, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, which one is it? Is he a sexist, which makes this a scandal? Mm-hmm. Or is he a great guy? Because if he's a great guy still, then why do you what's the scandal with the comment? The only reason the comment makes news is because, in theory, behind the closed doors, he's a massive sexist. Well, there's no evidence from the past that would lead you to believe that Bernie Sanders is a sexist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, That's the I good thing is that is. <laughs> I hate to break this to you. Uh, mm, there's a little bit of evidence down that front. Really? Like what? Only though, you know, I mean, because you could say, well, what is it like some off the cuff comment? I mean, that would be right. You know, yeah. Something. Okay. But is there I something mean, like that? It's a little bit different than that. It's a hmm. uh, uh, carefully crafted essay. Uh, <laughs> That appeared in, you know, this is many, many years ago, 1972 essay. And you've heard some of this before, though I believe there's a little bit of additional stuff we need to go over. Just to remind you, and if you have children in the car, now's a wonderful time to go to Kids Bop. (laughs) Okay. But this is an article called Man and Woman, written for the Vermont Freeman, an alternative newspaper. All right. And uh, there might be some sexism from Bernie in this, you're well, saying? Well, yeah, you know, I can't huh. judge it. You, you help okay. me bring this along. All right. He says uh, his, he's defining what men and women think. You know, this is the reality. Let's be real. You know, when you're in an alternative newspaper, Pat, you can just be real. You yeah. have to hold we're gonna back. We're going to keep it real. This all is the up mainstream in here. media. We're going to real. Mm-hmm. That's what okay. we're going to do. All right. He says a man goes home and pleasures himself with his typical fantasy. This is the typical thing. Than a man does. Uh, a woman on her knees, a woman tied up, a woman abused. Now, remember, this is Bernie Sanders summarizing what? an entire gender, and mm-hmm. he believes that's the typical, typical fantasy of a man. So who is the man who believes that's the typical fantasy of a man? It's a man whose typical fantasy is what he just said. Right. That's, of course, reading maybe a little bit too much into this. But again, is able to summarize the entire female uh, brain as well. He says, a woman enjoys intercourse with her man as she fantasizes being raped by three men simultaneously. Th- then he goes on to, Gosh, I, mean, I mean, this is, geez. how I this guy, how awful this awful, was, awful, how this guy has wow. been able to maintain a standing in public society, yeah, with that's this crazy. on his record is remarkable. I mean, wow. something one fiftieth as offensive as this would mm-hmm. sink any Republican candidate. Oh, what was it? What's his face said a few years ago? You know, on the ra- they don't get pregnant or something. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. usually don't get pregnant when they're raped. Right. That was whatever. wrong. But I mean, he wasn't uh, saying uh, rape's good or right. people fantasize right. about it rape. It was nothing like this, yeah. and it cost him his oh, yeah. career. He yeah. was done. Now, I will Go say, we, you might point out, well, wow. you know, uh, there's been offensive things said. Uh, and Donald Trump does seem to have some immunity <laughs> on offensive things he said. Uh, however, He's again, the only Republican who does, The only though. Republican who's ever been able to pull that off, number one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and number two, uh, you know, a lot of it's this off-the-cuff, 
uh, you know, as the, he would say, locker room talk, right? This is a, a deep philosophical point that's about – that's written. Again, writing something is different than yeah. oh, speaking yeah. it out loud off the cuff. Um, he says, then the man and woman get dressed up on Sunday and go to church or maybe to their revolutionary p- political meeting. Now, this is something I think I can talk to you about, Pat, because I know you've experienced it. Have you ever mm-hmm. looked at the Stag Man Hero Tough magazines on the shelf of your local bookstore? <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you're a, a long-term subscriber right, the to Stag. Stag Hero Hero Man, man tough. tough. I know you're a big. You believe? <laughs> I don't even know what that. I don't is. know either. Are those? Are those stag I honestly Hero Man Tough. Is that four magazines or is that uh, one magazine with a long title? I, I don't know. Stag Stag mm. seems like the it like a, be the name might of a magazine. Be a name of something. But man, is man a magazine? That's a great <laughs> title. I, they were like the first person that got man like, magazine. Yeah, like it's like the first person uh, who got okay. on Twitter and was like, "My name's Steve. I'm at Steve." Like they got, they really got the name. Mm-hmm. They're just man. Mm-hmm. They got one of the two genders as the title of their magazine. <laughs> then hero and tough. I don't know any of these publications. Uh, do you know why? Now listen again, kids. Please, if you have them in your car, again, another warning here. But listen to this. This is a sentence. The guy who's arguably leading the race for the Democratic nomination yeah. wrote himself. Do you know why the newspaper with the articles like Girl 12 raped by 14 men sell so well? Do they? Do do, do Is that wow. something that people want to read about? A 12-year-old assaulted by 14 men? In yes. Bernie Sanders' mind, this is a fantasy. A, a thing that people dream about. Mm. That's freaking, like, that is, like, massively twisted. Massively twisted. Um, and he, he says. Was what, like 30 at this time? Yeah, something like that. Because he's not, like, 12 at the time. No, no, yeah, this isn't, or, like, a, a high school essay. 15 yeah. or something. Right. He's 30. He's a man. It's 1972. He's an adult. I mean, I don't know his age, but I think it's 1972. years ago, and he's 78 years old. Yeah. He's 28, 30 years old. I would have guessed he's even older. Because, I mean, he doesn't look young. So Sanders then go—I love this because he goes on and says, um, you know, many women seem to be walking Weird. a tight tightrope as their qualities of love, openness, and gentleness were too deeply enmeshed with qualities of dependency, subservience, and masochism. He's saying women have the, the quality of dependency and subservience to men enmeshed in them. That's this bizarre. is Bernie freaking Sanders writing this. And then he writes, what are they, what is it, uh, men are also confused. What do they want from a woman? Are they at fault? Are they perpetrating this man-woman situation? Are they oppressors? Uh, he then goes on to, um, to, and this is a fascinating part of this. This is, uh, I'm reading this from an NPR review of this article. Now, you would think that this would just be massively horrified, the tone of this. Mm-hmm. But instead, the title is, The Bernie Sanders Rape Fantasy Essay Explained. So he gets an ex- a, a, a nice little excuse built from NPR wow. about how you can't really hold him to this stuff. He didn't really mean it. Listen to this. I mean, listen to the tone of this. One way to read the essay is that Sanders is doing, in a supremely ham-handed way, what journalists do every day. Draw the reader in with an intention-getting lead and then get to the meat of the article in the middle. That's how you summarize this article? Um, crazy. And then they point out, because they are forced to, though he only sticks to his larger point for three paragraphs. So all of this rape fantasy setup leads to a three-paragraph uh, point. And what supposedly is the point? Um, uh, the point is basically that men and women 
have a confused way of dealing with each other. They all have these dark sides that they don't talk about. Um, but and then they all act polite and polite society. But I don't think that excuses what he wrote oh, at all. Not at all. It just explains it. Right. And he just he's just summarizing without the rape language what he feels, which is that women want these terrible things wow. done to them, and guys want to do them to them, and that's what people are. I mean, and that is a that's a, unreal. It's a massively <laughs> amazing thing. It's amazing what this guy gets away. with. He's a socialist yeah. in the United States of America. He's got this freakiness in his past. He's 78 years old. He's had a heart attack. How is this guy even in the race anymore? How does anybody support him? And it's this amazing. is also a candidate, by it's the way, amazing. that had major Me Too problems within his campaign. Wow. Not against him, but right. within his campaign last time he right. ran. And another minor thing to mention, which is of interest to, to some, is that one of his campaign volunteers tried to kill 10% of elected uh, Republicans at a, oh, base, yeah. a softball field or baseball field. Yep. Um, I, you know, it's a kind of overlooked Jeez. thing. Uh, but, you know, it's... it's, it's Wouldn't so, be overlooked if it was a Trump supporter. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, if a, can you imagine? Wow. You know, this is one of the biggest... This is almost one of the worst incidents in American history when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, to government officials. And only the idea that there were a couple Secret Service people there... That were able to stop this guy. And he got a total pass on it. Yeah, I mean, pass. And look, I, and I sympathize with the pass. Except yeah. in the world that they have created. Yes. He shouldn't if that's the world we live in. He himself will go out and blame Donald Trump when and a Trump supporter, did. not a volunteer, but right. a supporter will go out and do something terrible. Well, he's blaming He'll blame, Trump blame, for, blame, the, blame. for the airliner yeah. disaster uh, in he Iran. He do it. Right, I mean, this is like his his enemy <sighs> shot down an airliner and, and he'll blame Trump. And And look, I think... As an honest human being who is not going to sell my soul for politics to make a point against Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. that as I've said a million times, the person who commits the crime is the one responsible for it. We are individuals. Right. If Bernie Sanders was out there with even much worse rhetoric, he still wouldn't be responsible for someone who's going and shooting people. That being said, in the world that he's created and the world he continues to participate in, blaming people who are not responsible for their crimes for mm-hmm. the crimes, mm-hmm. he is Probably the best example of this. He yeah. continually vilifies Republicans, says they're out for only rich people and to kill uh, and, and make people die because they don't get health care, because they want to benefit some um, some uh, executive. He, he wants them to die from climate climate change. Uh, he wants to kill millions of people because of climate change to help line the pockets of oil executives. He gives you that rhetoric. Yeah. And this guy goes out and it targets Republicans. Well, I mean. Under the Bernie Sanders uh, logic here, of course Bernie Sanders is responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Yet he doesn't hold any responsibility for that. He doesn't hold any responsibility for the Me Too stuff in his own campaign. He doesn't re- hold any responsibility for the allegations against him. And he for the hold- weird rape for fantasies. For the weird rape fantasies, got. for his, his wow. vacation homes, none of that has anything Crazy. to do with him. It's, it's really interesting. It's fat- it is, it wow. is an amazing magic trick. Right back in 60 seconds. Well, talking about literally anything, uh, religion, politics, anything uncomfortable, is way, way easier uh, than talking about something like ED. Oh, don't want to talk about that with anybody other than a doctor. Um, you know, look, it's, it's, it's tough to talk about, but with Roman, they've made it easy. You can talk to a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. 
The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. To get started, go to GetRoman.com slash Beck and complete an online visit. Look, this used to be tough to tackle, uh, but that was before Roman came on the scene. They've made it easy. You don't have to talk to anybody. No uh, uncomfortable face-to-face meetings, none of that stuff. Just complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Beck. Get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash Beck. Free visit to get started right now at GetRoman.com slash Beck. Ten seconds, station ID. Triple eight nine hundred. It's triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It is a uh, patent stew for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Um, our thoughts and prayers with Mary, who he's he's with right now. Um, she's getting brain surgery today, so it's a it's a big day in the Beck family. And uh, our thoughts and prayers are, are with them, and also with uh, Jeffy, who just happened to be back in the hospital again today. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, the prayers are with him as well. Um, and, uh, it is a, uh, it's been a tough road, man. Lately, it yeah, seems like it everybody is mm-hmm. having, having issues. I guess that's what happens as you get older. Everybody, you know, goes down life. As we summarized earlier, life is just a terrible, terrible series of tragedies. <laughs> and, uh, you should recognize that going in. Yeah. And then when you get through a day that's Without not miserable, you're like, wow, this is and pretty hey, good. Huh? I'm a little ahead that's of the game awesome. today. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> good day. Good All day. Right. It's a good way to look at it. Uh, we're going to get into this uh, John Kerry thing in a minute. Um, I think you know we're not going to have quite enough time here to to get into it right now. Um, but John Kerry has some interesting uh, statements about Iran and and, and the way uh, the Obama administration dealt with it. And you're just not going to get this from uh, the mainstream media. They're they're not no. going to go into detail. Now I will give a little bit of credit here, and we'll, we'll give credit to the show that actually uh, called them out on this. It does happen occasionally, but it's never the focus. It's never it's never really you know it's always after the fact. You, know, you can talk mm-hmm. about Bill Clinton was a sexual abuser, a serial sexual abuser. Now now that the Clintons are no longer useful to the left, yeah, sure they'll talk about it. They'll talk about they'll mm-hmm. go into Ep- Epstein now after the fact. Um, that's why you need something like the Blaze, and it's one of the reasons why it was built in the first place. BlazeTV.com. Um, yeah, actually, you can go to blazetv.com slash stew now uh, if you want to uh, subscribe. Uh, it, it, it's helpful because the honest truth here is that the media is not going to do these things and tell you the truth on them. Uh, and if you don't have a place where people can be conservative uh, and creative and a place where they're not going to get fired every time they say something that's controversial to some activist, if you don't have that place, I mean— you have nothing. You mm-hmm. have only the mainstream media. That's why BlazeTV.com exists. We encourage you to sign up there. Well, what kind of shows would I find there, though? Oh, there's a few. You, know? you can get, uh, of course, the Glenn Beck radio program that yeah. you're listening to now. You get the mm-hmm. video of that, of course. You get the Glenn Beck TV program. All right. Wonderful thing. You should try, check like that those. out. I like both those. You can also uh, get a Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, I like that one, Oh, too. that's a really that's good really one. Good. And coming soon, in uh-huh. just a week or two, Stu Does America, brand new show. Wow, that sounds pretty good. With me every day. So we're going to get uh-huh. Pat and Stu and Glenn on every day, plus tons of other great personalities, Chad Prather and even Jeffy. You even get that as well, all part of your subscription. Or you can go to YouTube right now and subscribe to uh, my uh, page or Pat's page. You can get all my links at stewdoesamerica.com. Makes it easy. Or go to Pat Gray Unleashed as well. Uh, Subscribe now. We we need to have a safe place for conservative views to live on. You're listening to Glenn.
So 2019 is a rough year for a lot of people. Data breaches, hacks, attacks dotted the cyber landscape. If this happened to you, oh gosh, the victims were all over the place, around the gamut from city and state governments to hospitals, hotels, universities, websites, uh, social media and tech companies were hit as well, banking and credit giants. I mean, this is just such a big part of our lives now. Cyber attacks are real. Uh, just to name a few, uh, it really is rough. Cybersecurity estimates uh, estimates that say now that uh, less than half of organizations are fully prepared for a cyber attack or data breach. You need to understand that breaches are not going to stop. When cyber criminals have access to your personal information, they can open up new accounts in your name. They can file tax returns, buy property. They can do all sorts of stuff to screw your life up. If you're only monitoring your credit, you could miss a lot of stuff. That's why you need LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity thre- threats and lets their agents work with you to fix them. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see threats you might miss on your own. If you join now, you can save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off at LifeLock.com. Well, it's officially on. You can spend some time with Glenn this 4th of July at Gettysburg. Go to glennbeck.com slash restore to get all the details. Here's Pat and Stu uh, for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. He'll be back uh, tomorrow, we think, 888-727-BECK. Um, somebody actually asked John Kerry about the payment that the Obama administration made uh, to Iran. What was it, the hundred and... $50 billion that was supposedly left on a tarmac that they say wasn't left on a tarmac. Um, but he was asked about that situation, and here's what he had to say. I think that some of it will ha- end up in the hands of uh, uh, the IRGC or of other right. entities, some of which are labeled terrorist. Uh, you know, to some degree, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that every... Uh, component of that can be prevented why though <laughs> did you Money think that that was a uh, risk worth taking if you knew <laughs> the possibility of of what would happen Fine. with that money good, good question well what i was really saying i think oh, uh, oh. Uh, first of all first of all margaret you are an expert at this you were there you know that the president's tweet is a lie and the president tweeted this morning because I am coming on the show and he knew you'd ask me the question or he'd push you in a place where you did ask the question. You and the media, I think, need to call a lie a lie. Well, I, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying, Margaret, is that uh, uh, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm trying to avoid the actual direct question that you asked me <laughs> about why we took the chance that this could end up with the IRGC. And uh, the answer to that is that I'm going to talk around what you've just asked me and really put the blame on you uh, for reading the president's tweet. Love that. (laughs) Uh, Yes, of course, I said this, but the problem here is that you noticed it. That's the real (laughs) scandal. (laughs) Is that you and the president noticed it. What does that say about you? (laughs) <laughs> That's really kind of what he's trying to do there. Yeah, it is. It's basically yes. saying, like, since the president brought it up, it's not okay to bring up. It is awesome. I mean, that's a it, it's very it's a very clear 
uh, delineation of how they actually feel. Margaret, what, what I'm saying is that you, that you notice this in a fashion reminiscent of Judges Khan. <laughs> and there's a chasm between uh, the, what I'd like you to notice and what you did notice. <laughs> I love the, the overall point is so bad. Well, the money is fungible. It's a fungible, <laughs> fungible thing. I love that. You don't know where it's going. Sure, some of it going to be uh, used on child porn. Absolutely. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about that. We expect that to happen. Approximately 30% of all money we spend goes to child porn. Another 20% goes to injecting uh, little cute puppies with heroin and getting them addicted. We know this is going to occur. Is some of that going to happen? Of course it is. Of course. Of course. course. Is some of this going to fund Harvey Weinstein rape parties? Absolutely it is. Yes, of course it is. All money goes to Harvey Weinstein rape parties. Will some of this go to the assassins that the Clintons pay to kill uh, an Epstein type? Yes. Of course. Yes, it will. Of course. Obviously. But we believe up to $8 of this $160 billion will go to help the, <laughs> to help the, Iranian, to people. the Iranian people. And we know that it's worth it. People in need. I mean, if we could just supply one cheesesteak or one hot dog, if we can get one bratwurst to the Iranian people, it's all worth it. That's basically, that's basically where he is on this one. Yes, it is where he is. I, I like yeah. this idea. I think this that's is a good. great... I mean, it's funny because... <laughs> money isn't fungible unless you give it to a terrorist regime uh, to use in this fungible way one way to yeah. present yeah. the fungibility of this particular money would be to not give it to iran and their regime so that they can spend it on terrorism what um, a concept it's an it's an idea yeah, it's I'll, an idea i'll say it's an idea yeah and it's one maybe we should have taken well they were collecting interest on that fungible money though and uh the interest was uh, was accruing and we didn't want it to anymore so we just gave it all to them right <laughs> it's like, well, wait wait i well, mean i'm willing to take any amount of money that is accruing interest and throw it in my account and that i'm was, good at that that was part of his argument was that it yeah. was accruing interest and so we had to give it to him before it accrued more interest yeah and if i remember right no. the money they, they their argument is it was a, iran's money Yes, and to begin with. When it when they had the revolution, we just kind of held on to it. We're not going to give it back to them in the middle of this. Right. So we've just been holding on to it. Accruing interest. And then it's fungible. So, so we just gave it back to them 40 now. 40 years later. And again, it's the same borders, but it wasn't the same country. It wasn't the same government. It was one that took over mm-hmm. the government by force. This isn't some like wonderful thing mm-hmm. that, yeah, okay, look, you know, it was Theresa May and now it's Boris Johnson. That's not what we're talking about here. It's not their money. Yeah. They shouldn't have ever received it back. Right. And, uh, and the reason we froze it in the first place was because they attacked us and took our people mm-hmm. hostage for 444 days. And we didn't appreciate that very much. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. Of so. course, some of this money is going to be used to attack <laughs> Americans and hold them hostage. That's just, oh, that's just part of the game. <laughs> That's what happens when you spend money. Much of it will go to ending the lives of of Americans, and that's just a risk we were worth. We just thought it was worth taking. Will they buy intercontinental ballistic missiles from the Soviets with this? Yes, yes, they will. Are they building a Death Star with this money? They, of course, they are. Of course, they are. That's the price you pay when you give money to terrorists, though. Some of it's going to go for terrorism. You act as if you can give money to terrorists, and they're not going to spend it on terrorism. That's an absurd. Point, Katie, or whatever your name is. I believe it was Margaret. Margaret. I believe it was Margaret. Margaret. I thought it's either Margaret or Katie. All Margaret or Katie's host shows on Sunday mornings. And I'll say this about you. Look, I, we're giving money 
to serial killers are gonna spend some of it on serial killing that's just part of the agreement when you do this if you take action a giving money to a child rapist some of it's gonna go to child raping it's just part of the equation <laughs> this is, can you believe he actually made that argument I, and then it's on television defending it all these years later you know, I, that's amazing there's this amazing. Weird, weird thing that you can't admit when you were blatantly wrong these po- these parties can't do it great example of this is the 2012 debate where obama says to mitt romney uh the uh the 1980s called and they want their foreign policy back when when he said russia was the greatest geopolitical threat well now their mm-hmm. entire party is and every argument they make is based on the idea that russia is the largest geopolitical threat and occasionally they'll come yep. out and say, well, you know, I don't, I, you know, look, I didn't agree with that at the time or, or that, that was a little bit of a harsh way of putting it. Rarely will they actually say, look, we were completely wrong. And honestly, Which looking back at it, probably, was. we probably should have given the presidency to Romney. That was such a bad mistake. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, maybe we give him six months as president now. As, and, you know, he, he acts like a Democrat part of the time anyway. Maybe it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard for these parties to get over that hump and admit these things but how can you possibly argue how can you possibly argue that giving all this money to a terrorist state of iran who's used it to come after american citizens over and over again american military over and over again it's unbelievable was a good idea it's not just Mm -hmm. fungible is not an acceptable uh acceptable explanation for that As you said, (laughs) Stu, when you're giving $150 billion to John Wayne Gacy, uh, some of that money is going to wind up uh, with uh, eating people. That is. Some of it will be for his clown shows, though, too, and transportation (laughs) and expenses to entertaining the children before he murders them. What, do you expect the guy not to eat? (laughs) Look, if you're going to give money to a mad scientist trying to create a biological weapon, some of it's going to go to widespread Ebola. That's part of the equation. And you just have to learn to accept that. That's why that money is fungible. (laughs) Fungible. Wouldn't it just be great for a week? To live in the world as a hardcore leftist where you can just mm. explain away hundreds of people being murdered by your policies yeah. and, and just use the word fungible and you get away with it. It's crazy. You're still on the campaign trail as a surrogate for Joe Biden. Such is the life of the left. That's got to be amazing. Because, I mean, yeah. I, we're so <laughs> used to this where our lives are spent justifying things that are completely rational but the left pretends not to understand, right? Like you make a joke and they pretend to think you meant something horrible and serious about it. Uh, so you have to defend yourself where they are the exact opposite. They will say something truly despicable and never have a moment to even try to defend it in any serious way. Because, it's, I mean, look, we talked about the Sanders thing earlier where Bernie Sanders is talking about these rape fantasies. Listen to this paragraph. You, you If you didn't listen to last half hour, I, I'm not going to go through the really hardcore stuff in here but i mean he's talking about basically the worst things you can say about a woman or a man and what she fantasizes and what she fantasizes about and what and also that they are subservient they 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 have a deeply entrenched view of being subservient to men bernie sanders saying this and is this npr's explanation of it that's the uh title is uh the bernie sanders rape fantasy essay explained 
because you need an explanation. You can't just take it at its face value. Mm-hmm. So you know, after paragraph after paragraph of justification on here, um, it says, so what does this say about Sanders' attitude towards women? Good question. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. Seems to say <laughs> that he believes they they want to be raped. Yes. And that they fantasize mm-hmm. about underaged mm-hmm. girls being uh, assaulted. As that's all throughout the essay. He, but NPR says, you can draw divergent conclusions from the article itself. On the one hand, he's talking about liberating people from harmful gender norms. My God. Now, I didn't get that. From yeah, the I article. Didn't, I didn't either. Somehow. I have to say. On the other, uh, with his nameless hypothetical man and woman characters, he also seems <laughs> to imply that men fantasize about raping women or that women fantasize about being raped. No, he really doesn't, he doesn't seem to imply. seem to imply anything. He just directly stated it. Yes, he says that's what it is. He doesn't imply it. He doesn't seem to do anything. States it emphatically. He states it emphatically as the central thesis of his argument. An argument that led him to the potential Democratic nomination for President of the United States. It's unbelievable. So there is some evidence uh, to Elizabeth Warren's point of sexism here. There's a little bit of a yeah. backup. Uh, to that from uh, long ago, but that is a different world. You uh, yeah. you don't. I mean, if a conservative wrote something like this, there's no NPR article that comes out and says actually oh, what they're doing is liberating no. gender norms. You're just done in society. <laughs> if you're a happened. conservative and yeah. you write that, you're done. You're done. And it doesn't matter if it came out in 1972. You're still done. No, it do- it legitimately doesn't matter. Even if you you could deny it was you and it wouldn't matter. No, that's right. It it really it's just it's just a totally different world and it's got to be a lot of fun at least for a little while until. You feel like you've let down all of humanity in some dark moment. It's got to be fun. (laughs) 888-727-BECK. Lots of stuff going on with the economy. Chinese trade war, interest rates being cut by the Fed, Iran missile strikes, retaliation. What are these and so many other things that happened in 2019 have in common? Well, they're likely contributors to the fact that gold soared up 30% over the course of this past year. If you've ever had any uh, doubt about gold, now's the time to diversify and protect your portfolio. Give the people at Goldline a call. Talk to them about it. Understand what the what the risks, what the benefits are, and then make a decision. Let me tell you about uh, the new deal Goldline's got going on now. Uh, their new 1880 gold $5 half liberties are an extremely popular diversification and protection tool. A lot of people are going into this. You can uh, get all the benefits of a collectible coin for less than the price of a modern bullion product. These coins were designed to be used as money, and for 140-year-old coins, they're in excellent condition. Plus, you can get 20 silver coins with every tube purchased. This is the last week for this. Stop waiting to make a decision to protect your portfolio. Diversify. Contact Goldline now. Give the friendly account executives at Goldline a call to learn about this limited-time production. Uh, and th- this is this is really cool. It's, it's only going on for a limited time. This is the last week. 866-GOLDLINE is the number to call to take advantage of this offer. It's 866-GOLDLINE. Call them today. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, which immediately precedes this show, and uh, Stu from Stu Does America, very shortly, anyway. <laughs> Uh, you, you start doing little teaser things next week, right? Yeah, next week we're doing a little content preview. Uh, show starts on February 4th in full form uh, every okay. day. Uh, every, Which is, uh, every what, evening. an hour? Yep, an hour every day. Okay. Uh, so mm-hmm. please check it out. Subscribe at the YouTube uh, 
cha- uh, channel uh, right now, and you can do that for free. Get every episode for free, uh, whether it's podcast or YouTube. Uh, check it all out for free uh, every day, and you can do that. Uh, get all the links at stewdoesamerica.com. Uh, also, of course, Pat Gray Unleashed you should be subscribing to as well, and your YouTube page oh, is up now, too, for the first time. Yeah. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. available now as well. Go sign up. Okay. Uh, let's go to Rick uh, in Utah. Hey, Rick. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey, how you doing? Scott. Doing well. Good. Hey, I looked up uh, fungible, and it says to serve in place of, so you guys are fungible for Glenn today, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I keep hearing is that the far-left Democratic Party and the news media are just, like, misguided. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I don't believe that for a minute. I believe they know exactly what they're doing. I think they're organized. They've got an agenda, and they're hell-bent on mm-hmm. destroying our Constitution and most importantly, the Bill of Rights, and that they want to destroy everybody who doesn't agree with them. So, Because I believe the truth is that our Constitution was divinely inspired, and these people wanted to d- destroy all truth. And that's that's why I'm glad for you guys, because you guys do bring the truth, uh, you know, in place of the news media. You're one of the only sources that will tell the truth. And, and I think that the greatest thing that will allow evil to exist is that good people do nothing, and you guys mm-hmm. are good people. Well, appreciate oh, that. Very nice, Rick. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, look, it's important that yeah. people, I mean, this is something that didn't even exist. You think go back, you know, a few decades and there was no voices really. I mean, talk radio kind of started it mm-hmm. and it still exists, of course, and is going strong today. But, you know, the internet is there now and podcasts and, and Blaze TV. All of these things are there because there has to be somebody standing up and saying, uh, you know, the last 27 things you said, none of them are true. And here's why. You got to have that. You got to have that, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know this is to have a functioning republic. You need to be able to speak freely, and this is what fundamentally Democrats on the left, many of them are trying to stop. Oh, uh, they're trying very hard to silence anybody on the right, anybody, even, and, even when you're not even saying anything political, as we saw with Vince Vaughn yesterday, just having right. a pleasant conversation with the president. Just sitting next to the president yeah. was enough for them to try to just shut him down. What do you want to bet? There'll be a there'll be a, a left wing effort to boycott his movies now. Mm-hmm. Just it's despicable. All right. Hopefully Glenn's back uh, tomorrow. I will see you on uh, Pat Gray Unleashed immediately before this show. And uh, again, Glenn uh, Stu's show comes up starting next week. Yeah. StuDoesAmerica.com. Get all the links there. And Glenn uh, <laughs> would definitely appreciate uh, you putting Mary, his daughter, in, in, her, in your, in your prayers tonight. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. You're listening. Glenn.